Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And thankfully, well, Twitter is down, folks. DMs are down. So we had to go old school and actually email everyone the links. Thankfully, I have everyone's cell phone number. We all were talking like we were like eight years old again and on the phone and, you know, through the can. Hey, I'm coming over, you know, that kind of a thing. So we're all most of our most of the, the panels here. We do have a, a, other people popping in momentarily. Uh, lots of lots of big news. Um, obviously, the show uh, was being it was rewritten as of this morning at like seven or eight o'clock when the news dropped of the CMA's um, detailed report regarding the uh, seventy billion dollar ABK deal. Uh, obviously, there's been a ton of misinformation, folks. Uh, a lot of people are, are doing victory laps as of this morning about this deal being dead, and when in fact that's not that's not the case at all. Uh, it is far from being dead, and we're going to break it down why that is. A lot of the things that were said, if you read the document, which was extreme, it was extensive. Uh, and if you care about this kind of stuff, you read the document, which I did. Uh, and a lot of people on this panel did. Um, there were some. You know, paragraphs that were very used, very, very pronounced in big words that you may or may not understand. But that's what we're here for. We're here for the next two hours to break down everything. And, uh, you know, talking in the green room seconds ago, Hargeet, first of all, welcome, brother. You seem to think that this deal is far from uh, over. As a matter of fact, you think the opposite. How are you feeling? Yeah. And welcome back, dude. Yeah, feeling uh, feeling good. We got uh, Hogwarts Legacy this week. Yes! Fantastic game! It is so My good. I'm like almost 20 hours in, and I can't stop. Right, just the beginning it. alone. It's so good. Like I, I was, uh, you know, my sister actually goes, she doesn't play games that much, but this had her interest too. And first, she asked me, "Is this a PlayStation exclusive?" So that's how their advertising works. Wow. And I'm like, no, actually, because wow. I game share with her. I'm like, no, I actually bought it. You can play it now. Nice. And she's like, oh, let's start the beginning and let's see if you like it. She's like, I already want them to make a sequel. It's so good. <laughs> she hasn't even played it yet. She just watched. You know what's it. crazy? It's I was good. telling it's I was telling so Kesante this. Um, I am starting to get uh, feelings that I got early last year with uh, what? What's the Souls like game? Why am I thinking Elden about? Ring? Oh, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Yeah, I, I'm I already getting... put that out there. I think this is this year's Elden Ring. It's, it's I, so I good. do. Everybody's playing it. Everybody I see is playing that game. It's awesome, dude. It is. <laughs> The problem with Hogwarts <laughs> is that it's too good. And yep. it's too good because you pin something that you want to go do, right? You pin it. Like, I want to go here. And in the course of getting from A to B, you <laughs> go through, uh, you go from C to Z and then go back to B. It's, it's madness, but it's so much fun. It is. Uh, has a lot of lot of cues to destiny with the different color you know a purple is you know in gold for you know yep. it's just for, you know for your for your um equipment it's just my god I, I i'm gonna tell you this look i'm an old man folks i admit it i'm an old man i'm gonna be 53 i get it right um i stayed up to 2 30 in the morning because i turned it on after mrs boom went to bed at a little bit before 12. And I looked and I said, where the F did two hour, two and a half hours go? This is madness. Yeah. This is just madness. So it's great to have you here. I can't wait to hear your opinion on the ABK deal because uh, all seriousness, there is a lot of confusion. There is, I mean, even myself had to be talked off the ledge 
uh, this morning because I thought that it was not going to happen. And, well, here we are, and let's get to the uh, five spaces. There we go. Look yes. at that professionalism. Yep. Um, uh, Born Saga, we'll get to you in a hot second. But, Hargeet, thanks so much for being here, brother. Kay Asante with the OG Jaws. I, I'm getting oh, feedback from Everborn. What's going on? Oh, yeah, it's feedback, a little bit of feedback. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, better, better. Uh, welcome, uh, K. Asante. You have a lot to say about this. We were talking pretty much the whole day. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be an interesting conversation, man. And 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 as I as I like to say, the news gods they just keep providing some crazy stuff going on, you know. And as soon as you want to talk about it, Twitter goes, "Nope, we ain't talking to you today. You are you have reached your quota for the day, sir." <laughs> Crazy. We got to find a better solution for that thing. By the way, that's neither here nor there. But no, I'm happy to be here. There's so much to talk about with the ABK stuff. Nintendo just dropped 45 minutes of, yeah, you're going to be paying $70 for Abacus games now. It, it is what it is, but mm. I'm not complaining because I'm playing the OG, OG Tetris game right on right on here right now. So I'm not complaining that much. I'm here for she, it. She likes the original Tetris, and she was very – she's, she's the Tetris master. It is the game of games – Fight me on it. I will. I will end my intro by saying I am very happy to be here. And screw you, Everborn Saga. Your camera looks great. I'm moving on. All right. Well, that's that's what you get. That's what you get. But listen, Crispy Bomb. Thanks for being here, brother. How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, go Chiefs, baby. Let's go. Um, it, it's one of those things. Like you know, you're you guys are making me want to. Oh, dude. Buy I'm sorry. Hogwarts Legacy, dude. <laughs> Um, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan and, you know, it's one of those things like I do, I do enjoy like some of those movies were really good. I'm sorry. Like some of those movies were really yeah, good. They were fantastic. I never read no books, but that's, that's where you go and say like, you know, people are going crazy over a situation that is, is basically the writer of the source material. It's like. You know, you look at some of the movies we've seen in our lives, and I'm sorry, dude. Like it, there's there's a, a fine line to ride, and you know, I, I think we're at the point where we need to look at ourselves and be like, are we being worse than what that is? You know, what we're talking about is, and I think that's something that we're we have to get over because. You know, we are at a point where we need to be honest with ourselves and understand that people make mistakes, but also does all these people that are involved in this game, are they the problem? And they're not. And uh, the no, ultimately, they did the nothing. Game, they literally did nothing but make the people the game. that play the game are not at all. I mean, they just love Harry Potter. Is there yes. a problem with that? Come on, no. people. Like, I'm sorry. I, I went on a rant, but yeah, it's it's awesome to be here. <laughs> well, happy to have you here. Mag, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Hey, guys. Sorry about that. Has, I had a couple of technical difficulties from the, Dude, the email, it's the, been a, thing, it's, the whole night's the, been a technical difficulty. Yeah, it's been well, I don't know what the hell happened with the, uh, the, the DMs and Twitter and stuff. But anyways. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Elon finally broke it. That's yeah, what well, by the way, I just like to point out now that Everborn's here, his camera might be good. I still look more handsome. So I just wanted to point that out there. No, but anyway, I agree. 100 percent Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Uh, Anyways, guys. I, I, we got some spicy stuff to talk about. Hey, OBM's here. Uh yes, guys, we, we got some spicy stuff to talk door. about tonight. I'm not even gonna waste anybody else's time. Let's just get into the show. 
Everborn Saga, you handsome man. Look at you right in the middle, showing off that nice beard and your camera looking sharp. How are you feeling? Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling good, man. see your grays are very gray, sir. Very gray. We can see it now. Yeah, we can see it. The slander from the top right is it's like Hollywood Squares. You know, there's the one guy in the corner talking smack. Hey, so so I just like I'm super hyped for tonight. But but Crispy, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I almost want to buy Harry Potter out of spite. Yes. Um, yeah. But I have never, ever cared about Harry Potter. I think it's a terrible series. And I was never interested for the game. And so that is the only reason I, I, I don't have it. But I think the outrage out, uh, about it is so stupid. It's ridiculous. And to, yeah. to the point where I wonder if WB Games manufactured it. Right. If you look at every Disney movie and every boycott campaign that you've ever seen for any movie or release, they always end up doing gangbusters. You know why? Because everyone's talking about it and all the haters are going to buy it to see if there's something to, to hate on it. Yeah. All the news outlets have to talk about it because everybody's hating on it. And all the people who don't like the people who hate on it buy it to talk about them. And you get this instant feedback loop that just means clicks and traffic and awareness. And now everyone has to check it out. And you all fell for it. Hey, everybody. So, Yes, sir. How did Howard Stern become so popular? Being what, being the bad guy. What? But here's the thing. What did the ratings board say? Do you guys remember the movie? This yeah. was a true story. The ratings yeah. board that says, how the hell do people hating him have a 33% increase? And it says, because they want to hear what he has to say next. And they go, well, then how does the people that love him have a 40% increase or whatever? Is it because they want to hear what he's going to say next? Yes. And so yeah. it was always controversy. So the controversy brought haters and lovers to the table. <laughs> This is no different, right? And it's this is why we think idea. that they did it on purpose. Oh, I think they yes. played it up a little bit. I think they played it up a little it bit. Is the same, is, it's the same reason that the god-awful Star Wars movies all did a billion dollars. It's the same reason Captain Marvel did a billion dollars. Your boycotts don't work. Right. And I think that these are psyops that these marketing companies are playing just to get us to talk about these things. And again, the only reason I don't have Hogwarts is because I think Harry Potter is stupid. But anyway, I, I will I'm say this. This sure. is such an amazing RPG in its own right. It is so well done. It is so well written. I'm only I, I mean, I don't know. I'm double digit hours in. Uh, I can't stop playing it. I mean, every character that I have met so far has been endearing and you and you want to know more about them. It's, it's just. It's just phenomenal. Like I said, it, 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 is, it is. I'll put it this way. It's a game that could have went horrendously wrong, and somehow they did it right. So I, that's, that's what I will say. Um, but listen, OBM, what's going on, hey. brother? You have a lot to say. We've been talking both publicly and privately regarding yeah. the ABK deal. You brought me into the, in, up to speed into why you think that this deal isn't dead. I don't know how long we have. We, we you and you and Everborn are not going to be here for too long, so I want to get your opinions first. But how you feeling, brother? Welcome. Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, yeah, it's always nice to be invited. Nice to see everybody. Uh, and uh, it's always seems like uh, on a Wednesday when there's a chance that I might be on here, something breaks. So yes. again, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, Correlation yeah, I, I, or causation. <laughs> I think by now it's got to be correlation, right? Um, I mean, there's probably more correlation there than there is between the um, CMA's finding and, you know, 
uh, precedent. But you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll only be here for for probably like maybe half a show. So I uh, got you know juggling a lot of things today, but I wanted to make sure I just got a chance to come in. And yeah, say we'll hi we'll, and... we'll get you and everyone in here first. Uh, Luke Steele, who is obviously worked uh, and fought against CMA, he is a, a good friend of ours from the UK. Uh, he is having some technical issues. Like, I mean, that's just today as a whole. So his, the link has been sent. Hopefully he can get in here and uh, we, we can get his opinion because obviously he uh, is in the UK. He understands the CMA. He has gone against them. But I, I want to go first to everyone who has the, the, the least time to be here. Everyone, let's let's get into some of your, your breakdowns because you, uh, Kay Asante and myself, were talking uh, throughout the day. I originally was on the fence. Like, I was like, this deal is dead. But then, then seeing the way things were written uh, by, by the CMA and, you know, once it was broken down and once I had a better understanding of the, of the document that had been put out there, I, I'm like you. I'm in the camp. I think that this deal is going to get done. And I said, this is, a, this is um, you know, you said this uh, when we were talking. If they wanted to all outright block the deal, they would have just outright blocked the deal. They, they don't Who have to do thought? this. would have thought? Yeah. So, so this is the thing, right? I think that everyone, and th this is the, the irony of all this. If I asked everyone on this panel and in the chat and on Twitter writ large, and I know this for a fact because I literally did a poll that got nearly a thousand votes. We are on the eve of the CMA's decision. Do you think they will uh, outright block the deal? Uh, approve it with remedies? or um, approve it with no remedies. 67% of the results in that poll that received over, there's like 670 people said, uh, it'll have remedies. And now today, the CMA says, hey, we think that there's a, an SLC and here are some possible remedies. This is exactly right. what everyone expected. Could you just do me a favor and explain what the SLC means? Because it is a substantial lessening of competition. Thank you. Yes. Just want to make sure um, that everyone's clear that, about now, that. Now, the, the reason that's important, if you thought that there would be remedies, the CMA cannot accept or entertain any remedies unless they have found that there was an SLC in their investigation. And they say they have found that. Now, another thing that went, while everyone was panicking and saying the sky is falling and every news site looking for clicks only read option one that instead of reading their behavioral remedies, but that's neither here nor there, um, what we all left out is that in their original complaint, they also noted uh, Game Pass and, and subscription services and how that could be a problem in the hamper competition. You know what's absent from this? Game, Game Pass, Pass. Yes, because correct. it is not. In That's fact, the they have even acknowledged that Game Pass could spur competition and innovation. Yes. And they have said, yep. here's one option where you could solve this problem. You could get rid of Call of Duty. You know why they said that? Because that would be one way to solve the problem. Correct. But here is another way to solve the problem that we will listen to, which we have not included in our SLC findings yet is behavioral remedies. And the way they explicitly laid this out, the way we would consider um, behavioral remedies is through an access function. And what access means, and they specifically spelled it out, uh, 
your your competitors have access to the game on equal terms such that it would allay our SLC concerns. Yes. Now, what does that translate to? They do not have an SLC concern of Game Pass, right? right? So what they're looking to solve is for the first two, cloud access. So this means you have to get a deal with uh, NVIDIA, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, console exclusivity. Now you're already going to Nintendo. That deal is on paper. Right. And if the deal is there for Steam and available to uh, Sony whenever they want it, it's right there. It's right there in front of our faces. All you have to do is get, wait for it, read, right? <laughs> if you read, you will see that, there, that nothing's over yet. So they suggested some options, and now Microsoft and Activision go back and they explain why this I, may actually, work. Everborn, Everborn, you say it's not over yet, but wouldn't wouldn't it be better put to say that this is exactly what you want to see happen? This is part of the This process. is exactly what it's everyone heading. crying about it yes. said yes. would happen. They yes. would offer remedies. And they're saying they're entertaining behavioral remedies, which means mm-hmm. the 10-year deal, which we've all been talking about for the last six months. So I do not under, well, I do understand it is easier to get a click when you say uh, the CMA wants Microsoft to sell Activision or COD. Everybody loses their mind. No one actually reads the document. And here that, we are. That's I got to listen to tears all day in like six different DMs. And I think it's the tears that got into the servers and broke Twitter. <laughs> There he goes. <laughs> so that's where I'm for now. I, I got to. I'm gonna hang out around for a little while because I want to see if I can wait till Luke gets here because I want to ask. Yeah, him. He's, he'll be here momentarily. He, I literally just sent him the link again. Uh, again, technical issues on Twitter really kind of hampered uh, getting everyone here. As a matter of fact, here is Luke Steele, literally right now. Luke, what's going on, brother? Let me get over to the brand so it doesn't look weird. Hold on a sec. Here we go. Okay. There we go. Now, there you go. Luke, how you feeling, brother? You had technical difficulties. Uh, Twitter had technical difficulties. <laughs> I had tef- technical difficulties, but you're here. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully you can hear me. That was yes. Uh, yeah, you was sound e- great. E- you look great. Uh, good Fantastic. stuff, brother. That was. I that think was his Elon's camera might doing. be better than mine. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, let's let's uh, do good a segment camera. right now about his camera because I, I definitely want to get that. <laughs> we want to know. That's right. <laughs> you know, Luke, we'll discuss listen. that post show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, look, first of all, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we, we, we only have Everborn Saga here for uh, a little bit, but he wanted to hang around until you got here specifically because he wanted to ask you some questions. So by, by all means, Everborn, please take it Well, away. no, no, I, w- I want to hear Luke's take first, and then I'll come with some follow-up. Okay, yeah, so Luke, if, l- if Luke again, we're going to get to Hargeet, and that's Kaysante, Crispy Bond, Mag, everybody, Mother One as well. But uh, Luke, for for our viewers, there's over 500 people here, which is amazing. So thank you so much for checking out tonight's show. How many let, likes let, though? Because uh, I don't we, know we, how we many need, likes. To be honest with get, you, Twitter's broken, so I, I can't I can't I can't really tell. But I'll I'll look in a minute. Um, Luke, let, let's get your your hot take on the situation. Uh, a lot of people thought the deal was dead immediately. Uh, I don't think it is, uh, and I, there's reasons why. Uh, everyone had pointed out why the, it, the deal isn't dead. Uh, we know that you in the past, you were here a couple of months ago, you said that uh, traditionally the CMA does not like uh, to take these remedies. They like to the, the restructure things so they don't have to police what is going on. Uh, th- but this is an unusual deal mm-hmm. and at, at an unusual time 
in the world. Uh, we know that the uh, the uh, the prime minister of the UK said that he wants, uh, you know, that region of the world to become like the next um, Silicon Valley. Uh, we know that he said that he wants, you know, to bring, uh, you know, trade and and, uh, you know, uh, you know, different kind of business models to that region of the world. Um, I don't know if that happens if this deal is killed, because then who's going to want to try and get something passed over there? But, you know, you said you talk, I want you to specifically talk about the remedies. Is there a chance that Microsoft says, hey, listen, we're going to work with you guys. Tell us, you know, we this is our plan. We're give, giving everyone a 10 year deal. We'll put it into law. We'll put it into however you want to do it. But what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's a it's a complicated question, um, but I'll I'll try and um, I'll try and give my thoughts. So, um, I think, I mean, first of all, I think all along I've been probably expecting this in some capacity, and certainly over the last couple of weeks, the noises that have been coming out of you know um, Satya Nadella and, and Bobby Kotick, etc., um, suggested that they were they'd had the the famous uh, CMA behind the scenes heads up. Which, which does happen, you know, the CMA will give the parties this kind of document probably a couple of weeks before they publish it on the website, um, mainly for so they can go through it and redact. Uh oh, yeah, we, we can't. Yeah, we can't. Hey, look, we we can't hear you, Luke. Yeah, there was a lot of breaking up there too yeah. and delays. Oh, too bad. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Is that any better? Yes, yes, yeah, you sound you go. good. You're good. That was so bizarre. Okay, hopefully this doesn't mm. break. Um, CMA's trying to silence you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've bugged. They've bugged my mic. They bugged it. Um, yeah, hopefully it's still okay. Yeah, you good? Yeah, you good? All right, yeah, okay. Good. All right, let's go for it then. Yeah. So I think what I was saying was that um, uh, somewhat expected from my perspective that this was going to come out um, pretty quickly. Um, Seemingly, by the the stuff that Kotick and Satya Nadella, etc., had been saying, they were expecting this too. Um, so, I think, in terms of you know the report, which I've I've gone through, I haven't gone through the actual full findings, which are about two hundred and seventy-seven pages. Or something Yikes! Like that. Um, so this is like it's a really inter- which isn't which is actually pretty big for the CMA. I mean, usually these are big documents, but this is a really big document. Um. And on the remedy element, um, it's nothing is really surprising me there in terms of what what they've suggested. Um, I've, I've been on here before, Boom, as, as you mentioned, yep. and, and talked about um, the fact that well, the CMA like are structural remedies, so divestures, etc. Um, in in merger scenarios, I will say they will consider other types of remedies in, in different scenarios. Um, and they, they really dislike behavioral ones, and behavioral ones typically come down to things like contracts, etc. Um, I, I don't want to say the deal is dead, because I, there's, there's no absolutes in this, right? It's not as if every case is the same. Uh, and certainly this case is not the same as other cases, although it's still a merger. It's, you know, concerning vertical integration of companies, etc. Um but typically, if you get to this point, if I was sat in a room with Microsoft advising them as their lawyer, I would be saying that by all means, engage with the CMA in terms of trying to offer, you know, significant behavioral remedies. Uh, if, if if they don't want to do any structural remedies at all, if they're not interested in that, which I can't imagine Microsoft are, <laughs> particularly some of the ones that have been, you know, promoted by the CMA, um, 
you know, I, I'd be saying by all means do do that and and, and offer what you can. But the, the likely the likelihood of the deal actually going through in terms of Microsoft offering a behavioral remedy or behavioral remedies that are um, adjunct to structural ones and that the CMA will accept is pretty low, I would say, at this point. Um, and you know, a lot of the wording in the CMA's report when they talk about behavioral remedies is pretty similar to other phase two cases of different mergers, etc. It's it's not that dissimilar. It's kind of boilerplate to some extent. Now, the CMA will never rule a behavioral remedy out because they're under a regulatory obligation to consider any remedies. So they'll never say, don't even bother coming to us with a behavioral remedy. We're not, we're not interested in it. Um, but some of this is almost lip servicey because you would have to do something that's an adjunct to a structural divestiture, which is kind of impossible in this case, to be able to get the CMA to agree to say a contract. But they left the door open. It's ajar a bit. Microsoft might peek in and they might grab something. It depends on what they can do. I mean, the CMA seemed, they seemed on the, you know, they, they identified, and I think Everborn talked about the SLCs, right? They identified two, one of which was was the console gaming one and one of which was the cloud one. They seem to say that the um, the console gaming one might be remedied by a behavioral remedy and the type that Microsoft have already publicly offered. Um, the cloud one's more difficult. Um, but on the other hand, later in the same document, they actually say... Uh, the circumstances where the CMA might consider a behavioral remedy are not present in this case. The CMA actually say that in the report. Um, and then they say that they're of the initial view that any behavioral remedy is going to cause too much risk in terms of the, the SLCs, right? So um, they, they kind of outwardly express that they're really not convinced by behavioral remedies at this point and that they think the structural ones are the ones to go for. So, yeah, that that was the in in paragraph 18, I think they referenced uh, paragraph 15, where they laid out the scenarios where they would um, accept a a behavioral remedy. Um, But my, my first question to you is. Would they clearly lay out a uh, behavioral remedy as an option if they weren't actually considering it? And I know you you kind of spoke to that a little bit. You think it's boilerplate and they <laughs> rarely um, take those. I think in this scenario, though, um, do we have any sort of... Um, are there any similar scenarios where an entertainment IP was considered as an essential input to an industry and uh, a, um, and and a structural remedy was the only way to do it. So I guess my question is, are we in uncharted territory in terms of an entertainment uh, merger that we're looking at? Um, I mean, you probably are, yes. Um, you know, it it's certainly not um, the, the way that the CMA have categorized markets in this is uh, not non-standard, but it's um, you know a different way. 
um the way that they focused as you say on a on a particular entertainment product is is quite unique um but then again one could argue that call of duty is quite unique in the gaming industry as an entertainment product um so uh, i i get what you're saying and i think there is you know microsoft will have some comfort well some confidence a sliver of it what i would think at this point until they get back in the kind of room with the cma as it were um that they could maybe convince them that uh, a really stringent tightly drafted behavioral undertaking in relation to call of duty would remedy the kind of ailments that the cma think the steel would have um it, there isn't anything that's analogous that the cma to my knowledge have reviewed before but they review lots of mergers right some slightly similar some very dissimilar and the the problem that microsoft have is if you look at the entire historic cadence of cma cases that go to phase two and then that go to um a remedy scenario like this where the cma is saying you know this this kind of these structural remedies this prohibition outright if you, if you don't you know if we don't like anything um and there's behavioral remedies i think maybe of the last 47 of those cases uh one was cleared with behavioral remedies that was super unique as well it wasn't anything like this um i can't even remember exactly what the uh the companies were but they were in a, a wild industry um so it's it's just it's just rare right it's super super rare that's that's the thing that's difficult for microsoft they're they're batting against history effectively right you know and the, the cma's approach to all of this yeah but to yeah, be his, fair history be, and sony <laughs> yeah i mean look to be fair though and you said it this is a very unique situation and a unique situation re probably requires unique ways of handling something this big this is the biggest deal in gaming history i would i would suggest yeah. that because of as many tentacles as this thing has it's going to have to be uh, looked at it, which they are and they have done uh, you know with a fine tooth comb and you know uh, unprecedented uh challenges sure that they're here but i think that to, to ultimately look in your opinion, if they just wanted to block the deal outright and not offer Microsoft a shot at this, could, could they have ultimately just done that? No, no, uh, because they have to make a finding mm, that there's okay. a balance of probability, substantial lessening of competition, and then they will say, here are your remedies. One of the, one of the remedies, one of the structural remedies is prohibition by the CMA. In fact, that's the one they really like because it just eliminates all risk if nothing happens. Well, uh so Mike, okay, so I, so Luke, sorry, go ahead. Just, go ahead. just one question, just one follow up to that. So, I think Boom was asking um, after they've done this investigation and they've found their SLC, um, for example, with Facebook and Giphy, did they give them an option for a structural remedy separately from uh, uh, prohibition? So, what we're asking is sort of if they find an SLC. And they found that that they wanted to block it after they found that. Wouldn't they just say that, or the, or do they always present these separate options? Yeah, no. So you do phase one, you get a notice that says we think there's potential for an SLC, right? It goes to phase two. 
phase two happens and you get to this point where the CMA say, right, we've investigated phase two. Here are our findings. Our findings are that we think it's likely that if we let this go through with nothing, there's a substantial lessening of competition. Therefore, we have considered some remedies that you could implement. Here they are. You might also come to us afterwards and ask, you know, and negotiate with us and propose some other remedies. It's not until they publish the final report, which I think for this is in April, that they then say, right, now we're implementing something, right? So, for example, nothing happens. Microsoft can't propose any remedies to CMA 1 in this time period, right after phase two has been done right now, up until April. Um, CMA won't consider any more remedies. Microsoft won't, uh, you know, give them the remedies they want or won't propose any more. CMA say, right, final report, um, we're prohibiting the deal. It's done. Um, if it was behavioral or some divestiture, obviously there would be some undertakings that happen between now and the final report. And then in the final report, it says the remedies agreed upon are X. So this is what happens, right? So in Facebook, Giphy, they did exactly the same. So they said phase two, there's, I mean, it was slightly different because obviously Facebook already purchased Giphy. Um, but they said, um, we've done our phase two. Um, the, we think there's a substantial lessening of competition or there's likely to be your remedy here is to divest Giphy. Um, they commented uh, on behavioral remedies as well, but they said it's just not appropriate in this scenario because you, you know, you've already purchased the entity. Um, so, uh, and, and they, the, th the thing here is they've kind of done the same because I understand they've talked about the access remedy and stuff, and clearly that's something they've considered. But the issue is then later in the document, they say that a behavioral, uh, remedy alone, they do not think is sufficient for, or like the primary source of a remedy in this, in this matter. Right. So they do leave it kind of open to say maybe we could accept a behavioral remedy with something else right like with the structural remedy but their their onus is, is very much on we think the structural remedy is the remedies that you should right. choose. this is my last question because i want everybody else to get a, a shot uh, at, at you for a second so um is there a world where uh one of the solutions is for microsoft to fund the sort of enforcement arm of this or the, the, the meaning, okay, it's costly to um, verify that you are uh, keeping your word on this access uh, remedy. So we have to now employ people and have a division that does that. And they say, well, Microsoft is gonna cost us this much money. We don't wanna pay tax, pay a dollar. So you, you, you pay that and then that's sort of a way around um, the idea of it being too complicated, right? So basically, you, you kind of ex extract a little extra money from Microsoft to, oh, to so help mean, with the enforcement. Yeah, so you mean some behavioral remedy where the administration element is effectively also done by mm -hmm. someone that Microsoft has paid for? Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah, so the... Yeah, so the I, Microsoft pays it, so the 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 UK government doesn't foot the bill, but they they they, they structure the it. It's not like yeah, it's not like Microsoft yeah. picks the the people to enforce uh, a yes. contract, for example. Yeah, so, yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah, uh, to be honest, I think the CMA would expect that anyway. They wouldn't foot the bill. 
um they would say <laughs> you they would say you know okay we accept your your 10-year call of duty contract whatever um now you will tell us how you'll enforce that and how you will keep on perpetually enforcing it until the end so uh microsoft would have to present to them something you know usually that's in the form of um ongoing disclosure requirements you know on a x month basis or an x yearly basis about what's going on um and reporting obligations much like you'd find for a regulated entity right that you have to make uh, consistent um Oh, he's gone again. Uh-oh. Get out again. Oh, I'm sorry. Him. Oh, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. Sorry, the tech is being yeah. weird tonight. Um, hopefully that's okay. But but yeah, no, your point, uh, I think the CMA would expect it anyway. Okay. All right. All right. So, that's all I got for now. Yeah, no, good stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, one bad mother. Let's get you in here, brother. Um, you have anything you want to specifically uh, discuss with Luke uh, regarding the, because, uh, you know, we were talking as well. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I, I I understand Luke. Luke, this is what he does for a living. You know, folks, he's an mm-hmm. attorney. He has gone up against the CMA. He has worked with the CMA. He is from the UK, if you don't know, um, and that's why we're having we have him here today. Um, and uh, he has experience in this particular uh, uh, you know situation. Um, I I like a lot of people think that uh, you know th- this is a very unusual case mm-hmm. simply because of the size of it. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I, I think Microsoft is going to throw everything but the kitchen sink, and maybe even the kitchen sink at this deal to get it done. Um, but we'll see. What, what What are your thoughts on this? So, what do you want to uh, particularly ask uh, Luke, um, one bad mother? Yeah, I mean, so uh, some good insight for sure. Um, you know, and and you know, kind of getting back to that point, one of the things that you know it stands out to me about this deal in general is that there's so many unprecedented things, right? Like. I think it is unprecedented times. I mean, and you know, a lot of the regulatory bodies. I mean, we know that they are trying to take a stance, uh, like a public stance, political stance. Um, over here in the U.S., like listening to a lot of the the you know the investors, the analysts, uh, in terms of the case here, like they don't think the FTC's case is going to do fare very well in U.S. courts. I think even some of the similar thoughts with the EU uh, that if it went that route. That it probably wouldn't wouldn't fare that well in the courts, and the, you know the the wild card has always been the CMA because they don't have the same recourse, I guess. Uh, and I'm sure Luke can expound on this, but you can't just challenge it in court. Uh, I don't. I'm wondering if you can kind of delve into that a little bit later. But the the one thing that I you know that I do emphasize, and it's kind of like been my you know kind of my uh, I guess uh, uh, square since this whole thing began, and and you know, just a prediction, but based off of 50 years of history, there really hasn't been a vertical merger blocked, right? And I think, you know, like, and when, you know, Luke listed off the odds there, I mean, obviously, that sounds really daunting for anybody to come in there and think you're going to be number two uh, in in what, like the eight years that the the CMAs, uh, you know, since it's been formed. But this is, uh, everything about this case is unprecedented. The fact that they defined it as a vertical merger, not a horizontal merger. Um, and I was always really concerned. Like, I think today, like a lot of people that were really um, low on the chances of something getting done, were thinking, you know, like, uh, you know, with, with 
with um, some of the the recent reports that came out that there was multiple people that were you know com that wanted this that had concerns about this acquisition. Uh, you know, I kind of assumed that you know Jim was able to build up a bit of a coalition, and you know, and the CMA were able to build up a, build up a bit of a coalition of you know gaming companies, developers that are basically very concerned about Game Pass because that's been one of the things that. I think, you know, even listening to some of the early on um, and, you know, analysis about this is uh, the thought was that if there's going to be a real shot at, at blocking this initially, it was going to be on the subscription on a nascent market on something that, you know, like it, it, and even if we, you know, we, a lot of times we point to Sony, but, you know, Sony can probably bring in a lot of developers uh, that would say, hey, we are actually concerned for our own business. Uh, we even had Ed, Ed Freeze on um, on Xbox Era, you know, a few months back, and he said, you know, he he does he now does uh, investment in in gaming companies and works with gaming companies, and he says he's concerned, right? Like he's opposed to it. And I really thought that was like if they were really out here to block the deal, I thought that would have been like the play, like because that's the one you really can't can't work around. Uh, if you're Microsoft, there's like if if, if there's because I don't know how you how it ever makes sense to to go through with the deal if there's like basically like well you just can't you can't grow that you can't take that kind of lead in this type of service but they defined this they defined game pass in the traditional market uh kind of as one of the same like they're just substitutes for each other and i thought that was a pretty you know pretty big win for microsoft now i think most people you know we that i think where we're, a lot of people are really low on this is uh you know the the preference of the cma is structural remedies that's been the history of them i think most people didn't even really expect a behavioral remedy to be on the table and i guess this is where my question goes because i was reading because I, I didn't find these myself by the way like people there's people way more obsessed than me <laughs> that have more free time that have been digging up old cases and really kind of like going through some of those and usually like when i been seeing these behavioral remedies sort of like be an option on the table. It's almost like they are, but they aren't. It's like, uh, you know, yeah, you can offer them, but we don't think they're going to work. Like they they come out flat out and say like this really like we structural is the way to go. Uh, and they really have a different tone. And there's been some comparison even by people, you know, lawyers and stuff like that kind of comparing some of the parsing the language on it. And it is different language. It is more it is a more of a door open. And I'm just curious, like Luke, are, are people misreading that? Are we just, uh, are they cherry picking some of them, I guess maybe is what I could ask you. Um, or do, did you see that that language for the behavioral remedies was a little bit more open than what you maybe have seen on average in the past? Uh-oh, you're muted oh, or. Muted. <laughs> I don't hear you, brother. I don't know what's going on. Of now, course, the one day, the one, the one day that we need him to to be here, and he's here, uh, is, is someone is killing his mic. It's the CMA. Lot. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, uh, you know, look. If you want to jump out and jump back in and see if that that might help the the particular situation, we will uh, we'll do that. Uh, we'll get we'll get to him. Uh, Argeet, let's bring you in on the conversation. Uh, One Bad Mother and Everborn and Luke have been knocking it out of the park. Um, and uh, just interested to get your, your 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 hot take on this because you've been watching this uh, with a fine eye like we all have. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think that because of how 
uh, big this deal is and because how, how how unprecedented this deal is you think that the that we might see some some sort of unusual movement or behavior from the CMA to get what they want in regards to you know uh, their concerns for European gamers and at the same time allow for this deal to go through because there's a lot of things that are really good about this deal uh, Xbox Game Pass being one of the best values in gaming that was original that was originally a concern that has been removed from all scripture uh, which is one of their final points and that that's a that's a really big deal because that could have been a problem uh, the console market you know it, I mean I don't think you have to be a marketing manager to see that Sony has an unbelievable grip in that in that region whether it's with Call of Duty without what 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 are your thoughts on the potential of this deal being blocked versus it actually going through. So that's an interesting point right there is that you, you read the document and they totally just gloss over and ignore the fact that Sony has a stranglehold on their market. Um, they note it and they just say, eh, whatever. It's like, well, they also gloss over and ignore eh, Nintendo. <laughs> right. They entirely do that, of course. And I, I suppose uh, they, they see it as, uh, a lot of Activision games aren't there, though there are enough on there that you really shouldn't just dismiss Nintendo. And who knows what the next console will bring? And you know, maybe they are a good platform for everything, right? So, uh, not to mention cloud potentials for them, right? But the fact that they just totally ignore that, uh, I'm not sure why that is, right? So, is that just to make a bloody case, or because they are near 70%, which in the UK is a monopoly? And so they're trying to protect that and saying, oh, Microsoft is going to compete against them and take away their market share. That's what you want. Like, that's what you want. What, why right. would you not want that? that? That's exactly what you should be expecting it and hoping to happen, right? But, all right, so, like, they've been trying to make that case, both ABK and Microsoft, that, look, like, we should be trying to do that, but we're still going to give them the bloody game anyway. Right. So is it possible? Yes, it is still possible that they can come up with a remedy that works, that they can you know work through. But you know, my 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 answer to this is do the nuclear option and just say we're not going to make Call of Duty from here and henceforth forever, and to hell with it, right? Yeah. Because for some stupid reason, yeah, this one game has become this quintessential stupid. I, I and if Luke were here, I would ask him this question: like, if if one music like like label were to buy another one. And they have like this massive artist. Would there be some reg you know, regulatory requirement that that artist must be able to put stuff on somebody else's label? Like I'm totally uh, like befuddled by this idea that Call of Duty, a game, is required to be on somebody else's console. I just I don't even get that. Like, well, I'll take. How about I take it another it step further, uh, Hargeet? Uh, if Activision tomorrow, let's say, absent this deal, they say we can't make COD anymore. Yeah. Do they uh, it, now need to go to, for uh, government subsidies because this is a required input in the industry and the it, whole industry will shut down without it? It's it, it, like, what in what world are we? I, I don't even understand. Like, well, well, we have to understand it's it's not these aren't like a lot of times. Well, and, and, and I'd be curious if there's any pushback on this, but I've been listening to a lot of people outside of our bubble. I, I usually like to try to do that to get outside of, you know, the gamers and the people that, you know, say things that I'm, you know, used to hearing. But it seems like it, it seems to be pretty 
pretty uni- like it, it's pretty accepted that this is really a polit- these are politically driven decisions. Yeah. Um and, and politically driven decisions aren't don't necessarily need precedent. I mean, we know this, right? If anybody's been paying attention to the world in the last decade, you know, when you make p- political decisions don't need precedent, they don't need facts, they don't even need statistics, they need feelings and you know and you need to get a, yep. you know a, a group of people behind you and that's Milling what these pitchfork participants yeah yes. and they have that yeah. so big big tech is one of the few things big tech being bad is one of the few things that does unite republicans and democrats in the u.s and it unites parties across the world so it is a thing that and everybody and and like me listening to all these these different you know analysts are saying all these groups agencies want to be the first to basically show that they have got the reins around big tech and microsoft you know picking just picked the wrong time to to make the biggest you know gaming purchase and one of the biggest purchases just in general of all time but like when they're looking back at precedent like you just keep going back even to recent precedent there really isn't there really isn't precedent that's why they say if this goes to the courts there's really nothing to hold this this block you know, together in the U S right. Yeah. in the U S because it's not, you know, there really isn't a precedent on this. And I think because of that, and that's why, you know, um, I guess what I was trying to get at with Luke and, and I hope I get to hear a little bit more because, um, again, you know, when I first heard the news, I think I was probably, you know, like what Boone was saying, it was like, Oh, okay. That's, you know, uh, this doesn't, this looks like it's probably done, but the more you kind of delve into it. And the other thing I kind of like, look at as somebody, I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, who deals with people, you kind of like watch people's reactions. You know, when the FTC stuff came out there, I think that blindsided them. You could tell because everybody from Microsoft and Activision who they couldn't put the, you know, the stamp on their Twitter was out there blasting the FTC because they, I think they were really were blindsided by that. They expected that not to, to happen. They thought that was going to be a two, two and going to go through um, this time. I mean, even you see Lulu, <laughs> like Lulu, Lulu's been chill. And I think Lulu's usually Lulu not Tang, chill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. She has not been chill. Uh, so this feels like, you know, this does feel like something Microsoft was expecting and the fact that it doesn't look like there's any signals or signs that they're going to pull out makes me think that regard like and just like Luke was saying, he said, like, they knew this is coming. Um, I, I I don't know. It just it, it the, the 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 just the kind of reading the the air a little bit on this. I don't know what how else to put it. It, it. it does feel like there is they do see a way to go on this. Right. And and does that mean like Microsoft is going to do something like willing to do something crazy? I don't know. Like as they could they could just close this deal and then sell off Call of Duty, because if you look in there as, as one of the structural, I think that's a structural uh, solution yes. to that. You know, yeah. they yeah. could they could buy all of Activision Blizzard, sell off Call of Duty and some of the studios and still keep everything else. That's still I, I still think Blizzard BK is the is still the most important thing of, to Microsoft in this deal. I'll say more than- sell COD and with Sledgehammer and then keep yeah. the rest. I mean, you probably... That's the thing. I don't know who's going to buy it well, for the many, many billions. Well, but, but you could do something like I'm saying and simply sell off the IP. Don't even sell a studio. No, you can sell... Yeah, so we're, selling, we're getting rid of the sell IP. Sell to Embracer. Who cares? Yeah. For like yeah. a million dollars. And so, like, so, 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 trade it for IDOS. Listen to what Hagi just said. Sell it to them for a million dollars. Ten years later, buy buy Embracer. <laughs> Problem exactly. Solved. Yeah. You know? Like right now, you could just right. get rid but of it. It eliminates the entire argument because then yeah, Cod would be true. gone. 
Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. Sony will die, right? We, we'll we'll, we'll that, write the that, epitaph. We'll see the R.I.P. Sony, right? Oh, to I mean, me, to I me, mean, that was the best. Let's... Like for Microsoft, that had to be the best thing, though, because if right now all the focus is on a single game. If mm. if this was blocked based on Game Pass, and they did mention cloud, so we got to see how. But it's still, it's all tied to Call of Duty, right? It's all based on one single game, so it really does open up, I think, more options yeah. than people thought they would have. Like, there's more ways to go, more ways to negotiate or figure out a yep. deal here, and I do think. Like they're, I don't know, I do, when you look at how, if Microsoft keeps pushing this in the EU, in the US, they're going to get, I, I, most people think like 95% certainty they'd get this through the courts if they push those routes, right? EU doesn't even look like they're going to take it there. So I think if if Microsoft leaves the UK out on that hill, like, I mean, that's just going to be really interesting to kind of see what, what happens there. Yeah. That is um, another I, option, right? Is that they could just pull either call of duty or all of Xbox out of the UK. They now, could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Xbox being out of the UK is going to kind of suck, but, hey, but you know what though, what kind of market share do they have in the UK to begin with? Uh, not uh, that much. Well, less than then, 30%. It's then you go scorched earth yeah. policy. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's several million I, consoles, something like that. What right? did Sony do? Consoles. What did Sony do to trim the fat when it came to the development teams? Pulled the teams out of Japan because it was the weakest part of their division, right? Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They pulled their right. offices out of Japan and they put them that's back in I'm the saying. US. And, and well, they why? put them not back. They brought them to the US from Japan <laughs> and it was unprecedented. And yes. that's because that's where they were making the bacon, baby. They're making it in the United States. They weren't yeah. making it in Japan. And so they said, you know what? Pull, I, hey, it's an unpopular p- opinion, but it's one that's possible. Because then so, you can get to that point. I mean, say, look, what if, do if we have over there? You're right, man. Because if they're left with no options, they will go with nuclear options. That's, that's what, what I'm say. saying. Because you they're can make up those options, options in different markets. And eventually, maybe there could be some kind of a remedy down the road where they have, they're going to have to bend the knee. And they're going to say, you know what? <laughs> We're gonna, we have to, because at this point, but the thing is, if you crack other markets on the cloud level, for example, um, c- countries like India, countries like Africa, countries like South Asian countries that don't, uh, well, India is South Asian, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, th- those kind of places that do not have a market hold, but they also are not big on the consoles, especially American consoles, let's face it. But if they have cloud access with proper internet and servers, that is where they can make up the losses of something like the UK. And I, like I said, it sucks for the UK, but hey, it is what it is. It'll just be maybe those IPs that they will not be able to get outside of that, you know, outside of the Game Pass ecosystem, let's say, right? You well, let the UK regulators that. play. Can I add Explain something that to this their mix? customers? And can't yes, you just exactly. still buy it let for me, full price? On, on, let, on, me add, on let me add a small nugget into this, and, and, and that will assist in this conversation of whether they should pull out or not. I, I think the whole thing is super interesting. Always good to practice the rhythm. Yeah, there you go. But we're having a conversation about this, and we thought it was kind of hilarious. So not about pulling out. We were no, no, definitely not about that. No, 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 not that kind of show. Not that, not that type of show. No, no. We thought it was interesting because at the end of the day, right? They even kind of gave Game Pass a backhanded compliment. Uh, in the documents and then kind of slapped, yes. X, slapped xbox uh, gamers in the uk in doing so saying uh, and i'll paraphrase because everborn most likely has all the, the the document in front of him but basically on one in one document they speak to the fact that that uh, um they would consider behavioral remedies if it had an out outrise like big uh, uh, good effect on the consumer base in the uk right and then the other side they say well because 
because uh, uh, of a Game Pass, they do see that that would be a benefit for consumers. But then, but in, in, in another part of the document, they then acknowledge that although all that exists, it's still not good enough to outshine the fact that it would lessen competition to Sony. So it's kind of like, yeah, we see you, Xbox. We see you have gamers here. We see that would help them, but that's not good enough. Screw uh, you also, in favor of the other guy. Let me, let me read that <laughs> actual. 75% of the people when asked by the CMA agreed saying that the deal was good and, and, and uh, would benefit yes. gamers. Well, uh, you're, you're, so you're not even saying 75% of the people. 75% of PlayStation gamers said this. By the way, if you people. guys want to read that, you can, people, right? you, you can go to the Fair CMA point. site. They've actually mm -hmm. published the survey. So yeah, you can see exactly what people said. Okay, so what, what is the problem here? My, my, my question is, and this was something from Luke Steele, who's clearly having some massive technical issues. Mm. My quick question. Sorry, I'm kind of butting myself in here. No, no, no. Uh, Listen, let me just say this. We have 750 people in the mm. chat. That, that is, is, that is a record Phenomenal. for this show. Uh, we are like we, button we people. Are, yeah, Hit we are we it's are right we're moving into the dealer, uh, you know, dealer gaming, uh, Colt Eastwood and Randall Thor uh, territory. I, I'm in, I, I'm I'm beyond words uh, humbled. Uh, this is a small show. We've only been do I've only been doing YouTube for five years, and uh, we've built a nice and we're, we're guess what, folks? We are 200 and change away from 12k. Now I don't know if we have 200 new 200 new people here, but if you if you'd like to help us get there. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated, but uh, Mag, please continue. Okay, mm. here's my quick question. And by the way, uh, I've been on this show for three years now. Uh, we've been grinding away, plugging away, and it is an absolute pleasure to see this many people come check Thank us out you, live. Sir. You know what I mean? It's, it means a lot to us, Absolutely. and like a lot, a lot of us uh, OGs here. We got you know, uh, uh, Kaysante, Everborn, myself, Crispy. Uh, actually, Crispy was after, and then obviously, boom, <laughs> runs the show. We it was it's been awesome, man. And I gotta say, shout to out to Forte, people. by the way. Yes, oh yeah, Jamie that's Forte. right. That's uh, right. Um, Tempest Sun was a founding mm -hmm. father, good friend of this. Uh, Cybernox. Cybernox. Cyber, yeah, that's Absolutely. right. Yeah, that's right. And then it, it, it's funny how it changed over time, right? Like it's uh, the, the faces have changed. But hey, the heart of primetime gaming is still here. And the fact that we got this many people broke another record tonight. Didn't we just break another record a few weeks ago? It's fantastic. But anyway, yeah. let's get into this idea here. Is that I'm just thinking to myself that they have my, it's basically just a curiosity, okay, or an inquiry. What? possible and this is something i'm actually going to ask everybody what possible findings mm -hmm. could they have that would be considered anti-consumer when you consider for example the things that they have laid out like their concerns about price raising that would be borderline impossible at this point because the prices have just been raised right to 70 dollars american yeah. hundred just raised the price right of uh, of tears of the kingdom Right. Don't get me started. Well, oh, by the way, for it, Americans, Amazon I think has a deal uh, right now on uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So if you want to buy it, I think they still have it discounted before the price rise. Uh, now, I just saw it like ten minutes ago. Now, Mag, how yes. serendipitous is it mm -hmm. that on the day the CMA says Nintendo is a an allowed monopoly? That they turn around and raise their prices, <laughs> and, then they raise and, the, and then they go, they go. See this abacus? Now you paying seventy dollars for its games. Yeah, right. because guess what? We don't count. Suck. We don't do count. count. <laughs> right. So that's my thing. My thing is here now. The, the thing is now what they're basing these fears or concerns on to me mm. are nothing but hearsay and conjecture because they're things that they say. Well, they could. You mean do. they heard Jim Ryan say it? Right. It, like I said, 
hearsay and conjecture does not equal fact. And that's what I have a problem with. My problem is they say, well, they could do this. There's no, there's no logical reason for these things to happen. I understand that they, have, they would have the power to do so, but it doesn't mean that they would be able to do it. That's my, that's my thing. Like, for example, they, they brought up the exclu- console exclusivity. Like, am I the only one who's not bashing my head against the wall saying they literally told you what they want to do to... Well, Mag, like, they said console exclusivity on World of Warcraft, which tells me you don't know what you're talking about in the first place because World of Warcraft cannot run on a console right now. They also the said that exactly. cloud gaming could lead to the increase in price in high-end consoles. Another reason they don't cloud know what gaming. they're talking about. Well, because cloud gaming actually allows for potatoes to run games, not the Exactly. Opposite. That's where I could... You'd you be exactly the, the, the point. And that is you exactly know. Microsoft's point. <laughs> Think about the countries. Like I just mentioned... Yeah, right. Think about the countries I was just mentioning that some people are still rocking a 360 or an Xbox <laughs> One like VCR or whatever. And it's not, no fault of their own. They just don't have the, 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 you know, the, the, the accessibility or the money to do so. Microsoft is giving them the option to do so, and they're being stimmied by, by, the, by the CMA, and I don't get it. I don't understand. And then, the, like I said, the only other thing was the exclusivity. They, they said, well, we offered it. Sony, or sorry, not Sony, Nintendo and Steam have both said, yep, we're on board. We're all good. The drama queens, Sony, are holding out. They, yeah. if, and, and that's the only reason why that thing is still considered a concern is because Sony has not agreed to it. Well, that's, a, that's, that's the thing to remember. Yeah, because they no, none of the remedies have been like this. Is not the point where they consider the remedies, right? This is just where they're they everything that they're putting out there is without without the ten year deal. They actually the said that though, and yeah, they yeah. said that 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 this uh, these findings yeah. have nothing. We 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 know Microsoft offered the deal. We're going to use that information in our remedies. Um, aspect of the deal. Okay. They actually okay. said that. Yes. Okay. So yeah. also, See, okay. I, I have to. I have to pedal. I, I'm going to backpedal there because I didn't realize that they had said that. I thought yeah, that they had ignored that, is that a, entirely. Matt, real quick, that yeah. is a thing that a lot of folks aren't adding to this. The the what this, what's coming out. The statements you're reading now are not statements post all of this information. Those right. are and, our initial findings. Right. Yeah. We had a conversation with with, with Microsoft, and these are our like phase two findings, all those 10 year deals, all those other conversations that are tangentially related, they are not considered until after that document has right, been placed. So they, they that's why they laid that out. What, Basically April then is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so what, one yes, other okay. thing to right. just consider like super quickly, um, this is why I kind of asked that question to Luke about, you know, has the, is there an analogous entertainment object, right? Because uh, when Disney purchased Fox, this would be tantamount to them saying that Avatar is the largest movie of all time, so you have to release it on Netflix. Right. right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I heard some lawyers so, talking about that today. However, actually. however, Everborn, it's not the same because it doesn't have constant engagement. Right? No, no, no. Whereas which like which, Call of Duty would have which a, is like fine. A revenue stream, right, over years. What What I'm just saying is, when we're talking about content and IP and ownership of IP. Uh, because that is sort of uncharted territory in terms of using it in this sort of way, and once once we actually explain, because if you look at one of the one of the rubrics uh, for what why they would consider a behavioral remedy, they say that the that a divestiture is impossible. 
Now, the reason a divestiture might be impossible is because Call of Duty is unique in that it is it comes out every year. It has hundreds of millions of dollars of, of production budget and the entire studio is all around that thing every yeah. year. And even when we look at the other analogous IPs like uh, that are sort of that large, um, those aren't released every year. And no one really wants to do that and assume that risk, especially when you don't have the uh, mobile gaming revenue to back you up. So I think Microsoft can make the case about how you can't really divest it because they use the money that they make yeah. from Blizzard and King to sort of support the development costs, the super high development costs of COD. And again, it is an entertainment IP. So normally where uh, a behavioral remedy they wouldn't like for an entertainment IP, you can, and it's very easily enforceable to say, hey, uh, they're releasing a new COD. Is that COD on PlayStation? Right? That's it. They released the feature list. Is that there? It is? Okay. That's not that hard to do. That's like right. a 10-minute check once a year. Yep. Well, and Ever Everborn, I think that's a big point, too. Like, that that's actually a really great call-out because, you know, part of, you know, if you're trying to put this all together... Uh, and you're in, you know, that the section where they basically say, hey, they, they will only consider the behavior remedies as a primary source if the divestiture or pro prohibition is not feasible. And we know, like, if you just sold the Call of Duty IP to somebody <laughs> and they don't get the processes, the studios, the like, they don't get the whole shebang that comes with that. All the backup studios, uh, the fact that this is like a basically, you know, you have thousands of people developing. It is a carefully like they, they having a hard time sustaining as it is and they've been doing this over you know for a long time which and is the they, reason they're selling yeah exactly well the thing yes. is if you get if you gave this a take two and you just gave them some of the students like this the ip the quality of the ip the 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 you know the amount of content you're going to get out of this ip all that stuff is going to decrease so it's probably not feasible and that is why i believe now again this is my belief and i i, I would have loved to hear luke because i i um he definitely has more perspective than i do uh but just kind of like logically trying to put some of this stuff together why I think this feels extreme, like different than the other ones. Because let me read, let me just read a couple of them. So I, a couple of the ones that were snipped that were basically phase two. They kind of push back C CMA says in our notice of possible remedies published alongside our provisional findings, we have set out our initial view that the only effective way to address the competition issues would be for SSS business to be sold by whatever to a suitable purchaser. We all, we would consider other practical remedies that the parties that were interested parties may propose that could be effective in addressing. Uh, and, and so they basically throw that out there. It's basically like, if you read it, it says, you know, in our view, the only effective way, like you get like emphasize only effective way to address it is this. We'll consider the other stuff, but really we're telling you that this is probably the only way it's going to get done. Like when you read through this one here, I, it, it's just a different language. It is more open. They give you an avenue. They literally yeah. say the way we would look at it is through a means of access. Yeah. Right. right. And it, yes. They and don't spell that out in other, in other deals. So right. No, uh, that's never again, been done in any of the deals prior to that, where they're saying, hey, listen, this is what we're looking for. I think that 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 that, that no Microsoft is going to make a move to make it everywhere. Uh, real quick uh, update on Luke. His mic is gone. Uh, he oh. was going to try and join through the phone, but the phone is 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 just not good. So I know he's probably listening. Luke, don't don't sweat it, brother. We will get you back on 
well, the next time. Um, and uh, thanks for joining us. But uh, I I think that, and again, I'm a podcaster. I, I'm not, I, I'm I don't have a law degree. I, I I know law, but it's it's criminal law. It's it's not it's not business law. I I I appreciate the knowledge when Luke was here. And this again, I know there's yeah. a lot of people that are getting on him. Don't get on the dude. He's being no, honest. No, don't get on him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. He that's... is a lawyer. He does yeah. this for a living. He understands. He has worked with and against the CMA in his career. When I tell you he was brought here specifically because of his knowledge. Yeah. The guy is not a boob, guy, folks. I, I know we don't agree. I don't agree. I don't like what what he's you know for everything he's going to say, and that's life. But you know you you got to respect. Mm-hmm. The knowledge and the profession of doing it for over 20 years, a guy knows his stuff. I think, look, at the end of the day, none of us actually know, even Luke Steele. No. He, he gives you his opinion. He says, this is what I think. You know, traditionally, this has happened. But this is a very untraditional. We're deal. in uncharted waters. We are. Oh, yes, by the way, Gaz, all sales are final. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I was laughing because Gaz wants a <laughs> refund because there's no hentai in your comic books, which is hilarious. And of yeah. course, that's just Gaz. Uh, so. me, Gaz me, me and Gaz what? are going in the DMs uh, talking about shit. talking about Jim Ryan deserves the opposite of a peace prize. He deserves some kind of award. No, you know Jim I mean? Ryan deserves a raise. I'm sorry. He played Microsoft and these regulators like a My fiddle. I'm sorry. What, what, he, what it is is terrible. In streets, Hearing this money. I'm oh, not gonna Luke lie. is back. Oh, let's see. Oh. Let's see if we can get Luke in here. I, Hold on. I, no. Listen, hats <sighs> off to Luke, first of all, and then Jim Ryan. Because <laughs> Jim Ryan, I'm yeah. sorry, you can love well, him or hate him. He, that he, man he's doing is his job, an assassin, yeah. and he's doing his job. What is he doing? He's protecting his own. And yes, as he should. Good, as as he should, and he's doing a damn good job. But you can't deny that. Listen, and he is he is throwing cogs in that wheel like yeah, you wouldn't yeah, believe it. He's, yeah, he's throwing cods, uh, not cogs. Oh, yeah, oh, he did there. Boom, boom. Listen, we I, I first of all, Luke Skill, welcome back. Uh, I want to bring Crispy Bomb mm-hmm. and Hargeet, and I want to bring everyone that, uh, and, and Kaysante back in here. But the super chats have been ridiculous, oh, yeah, so I do have to catch yeah. up on them, folks. Just bear with me. Uh, the first one is a channel member. Uh, for over a month, I don't know who it is, Kaysante. I could not. I don't see the name, but whoever it was, Ooh. and Luke, and I will shout you out. Uh, finally, played Vampire Survivors, which is oh. and he says it's awesome. Although oh, uh, the, yeah. all the I'll, flashing I'll, I'll, I'll gave find him. okay, all the Go flashing ahead, gave please. me a headache. On top of the mm-hmm. headache, Twitter gave me hashtag Hellscape. Yeah, Twitter sucked today. I'll tell you that. Uh, Shooter, <laughs> yeah. good friend of the program. Uh, on the other side of the world in Australia, he drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, Hey, Boom, Mrs. Boom, Hargeet, Crispy, K. Asante, and Everborn. Quick message from my hospital bed. Oh, my God. Mm. He says his pacemaker is in all going well. Hope this finds you well. My, listen, prayers to you, you brother. Uh, I can't yeah. believe Why are you watching bed. us, dude? Why are you watching us? <laughs> you, you can't get excited. And this is an excitable topic. Shooter, we <laughs> right. love you. Thank you for all the support, and obviously, Absolutely. thank God you got the you got your ticker fixed, and uh, you, it's all going well. Uh, he actually drops another super chat of five dollars. Shout out to the latecomers, Mag and OBM, and hi all community members. 
I mean, this guy is from his prayers to you, brother. Prayers to you, brother, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we also have uh, DeAndre Banks, good friend of the program, drops a five dollars super chat and says, "Why are regulators telling a company your sixty-eight billion purchase can go through, but get rid of the one of the priorities that makes money? That is ridiculous." Um, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I, I, I kind of like the scorched earth thing. Oh, you don't want it? You don't want to pass it? Okay, you tell your customers. Uh, your consumers in the UK that why you can't they can't play Call of Duty. Sorry, we're just not going to put it out here. Tough titting, uh, you know. But whatever, um, they'll get it done. Highlander 001 drops a very generous five dollars super chat. Says greetings, boom and panel. Sell Call of Duty to embrace a group. Finish acquiring ABK. Once that's done, then acquire embrace a group. <laughs> the rather back door. I love it. Uh, Void Lock, who's been a channel member for one month. Thanks so much for that, dude. He says Hogwarts Legacy, right? He's Ravenclaw, would have buried God of War if it stick to its release date. Hit the like button. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, folks, Hogwarts is crack cocaine because I I stayed up to 2.30 in the morning yesterday playing it. And I got the stink guy. He's an old man, too. Yeah, and I'm an old man. I got got the stink guy. Mrs. Boom gave me the stink guy when I came. And she goes, oh, it's 2.30. You got we have to get up early. And well, that's why I'm tired today. But it's my own fault. Uh, Gerald Mack, who's been a channel member for one year, drops a $2 super chat and says, did the CMA not know about the 10 year deal offer? They did. They just is not part of their investigation. Uh, Like everyone said, uh, they have to put forth their concerns for Microsoft to then address the concerns, which they're they're doing right now as we speak. Uh, Brett Bingham dropped a very generous $5 super chat and says, Sony and Jim Dale Ryan probably clenched uh, them cheeks when their regulators finally demand uh, them to show those third-party exclusive documents, uh, which they're still waiting for. And I don't know if it's going to happen with that, but that is pretty BS. Um, uh, MMM Midnight drops a very generous Ten dollars super chat and says if the deal got blocked and Activision decided to sell the Call of Duty IP to Microsoft, could they block that? I don't know, honestly. I don't know how that would. It'd be a fire sale potentially, and then at that point they got to make money. Uh, Brett Bingham drops a uh, very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "What about that survey that was put out where seventy-five percent of participants were positive towards the ABK deal?" Uh, will that uh, with that uh, will that or Sony's third party exclusive influence it? It should have influenced it in the deal being passed, but maybe that's why they're offering uh, these concessions or, or these remedies as it's in the UK. Uh, to, you know, yeah, you want to say something, case something? Yeah, quickly, uh, boom. The first super chat was from Stuff Sean. Great, ah, Stuff of, Sean. Of What's up, brother? Yes, thank you absolutely. so much. Yes, yes, thank you so much for being a channel member, Stuff Sean. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, John Wolf, hey John, what's going on, brother? He says uh, he drops a five dollars super chat and says, "Jim, crying Ryan played us all like Hollywood Hogan. He will buy this, will buy the Call of the uh, Call of Duty IP and resign from Sony. Uh, this was his master plan all along. That is the magnum opus, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I said this on Twitter. Like I feel like the CMA wants them to divest Call of Duty to Sony." That, that, that's not? kind of what it feels like. <laughs> Nothing would be stranger from the truth. But LeBron ninety eight dropped a very generous five dollars super chat, super chat and says, "Trading the Call of Duty IP to Embracer, for Eidos and Crystal D was the master plan all along." I like that. Uh, Viper XT drops a five dollars super chat and says, "Sell off Call of Duty IP, keep the studios, and bring back Soldier of Fortune." 
done by the Call of Duty Studios. That would be dope. Uh, the uh, Dreadful Sean drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, if they sell off Call of Duty to get the deal to close, does Sony, okay, does Sony have an opportunity to purchase it? I, that would be crazy, uh, but you know, Stranger Things. Sony, uh, Sony couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford but, it, probably. And I, can I just throw an idea out there to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. If, yeah. if they did divest, my preference would be to divest it to EA and put it under Vince Zampella. Yeah, that would and, be uh, and and, and let let EA run it because they've proved they have the core competencies to release a thing a, a, a game every year, right? And they'll then kill, they'll you, kill off uh, uh, the other uh, shooter that no one talks about. Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield. <laughs> and then Microsoft can keep uh, Treyarch and Infinity Ward and put them on Halo. Yeah. Um, and, and I just want to just read this one thing about uh, behavioral remedies. Just It's, it's only going to take two seconds. Um, yeah, access remedies uh, are a form of behavioral remedies which seek to maintain and restore competition by enabling competitors to access on appropriate terms to the products and, fa- and facilities of the merger and en- of the merger entity that they require to maintain to to remain competitive. Access remedies normally require an access commitment, which is set out in a significant detail so that both customers and monitoring agencies can enforce compliance effectively. In this case, an access remedy would look like w- would look to ensure third-party access to Activision Blizzard Inc.'s content that is necessary to remedy the prov- the provisional SLCs. So they've they've literally laid out exactly what it looks like, and that sounds like a ten year deal yes. to me. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds and like that's the you- language from their suggested remedies, right? And but, it, but it, doesn't somewhere in it as well they also say they don't think that behavioral remedies might be appropriate here? No, okay, no, no. yeah, I, and that's the other thing. So I, I did want to ask Luke this, and, and that's my last thing because I'm gonna have to go oh, yeah. soon. I have to, my kid's waiting for me to do his homework with him before he goes to bed. Um, oh. But but so something else that's been brought up, and again, like hearing people parse this all day. Um, you know, one of the things that gets brought up is that, you know, when they mention those structural remedies, they don't say those are the only structural remedies. Uh, we know that they do prefer to have a structural remedy, and I, I think they like to keep that precedent, right? Um, so, so I was listening on one show for, like, the analysts. They were basically saying, like, you know, so, like something you could do is, you know, create a subsidiary or, like, you could have the Call of Duty IP be kind of managed by a third party, whatever. Like there is, there is like I guess a way to kind of thread that needle where they can say, "Hey, we're doing some structural things, and distribution is controlled by somebody else that's not us. Uh, that who, whose whose job is just to make sure it stays profitable, so they still get the profits from it, but they don't get to say where that thing goes, and that's just going to be the structure of that company going forward." So I, I've heard all these different things, and I just I guess I throw that out there because I'm I'm wondering just again seeing kind of the body language of microsoft activision after today compared to where it was uh after the ftc thing it feels like they that we're getting like the sense from them that they think there's a way to go so i'm wondering if if you know if if luke thinks that could be some combined with some um behavioral remedies would that maybe be something that might be on the table for them now um oh sorry go ahead luke no hopefully you can hear me. It's, it's not going to be as good as last time. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, you'll have good, to yeah. deal with a, a nondescript 
brown circle, but uh, <laughs> as a, as a <laughs> picture. Okay, but, Listen, we're happy to have um, you. <laughs> yeah, Everborn, do you, do you want to go on? Then maybe I can also. Uh, uh, ju- yeah, yeah, just really quickly, because there, there are some other uh, creative ways around structural remedies uh, that I was just like brainstorming. Um, and, you know, there's this idea that um, Microsoft could could basically offload the publishing of Call of Duty in the UK. So structurally, they could not publish that game, but a third party publisher yeah. could publish right. it in that in that region. Yeah. Um, so so that that effectively takes the power away from them and sort of guarantees that uh, the game will be you know available to whoever that publisher does business with. Yeah. Um, Are you asking that's an option? Is that, is that no, no, no. Because remember, other structural remedies or behavioral remedies can be suggested. And I wouldn't be surprised if the CMA is not moved by behavioral remedies, that that's an option that's on the table, which would still allow Microsoft to keep the data, which is really uh, why so, I think they want so this. So allow somebody else to publish it in the UK. So then it, like, it, yeah. it, it effectively takes it out of their hands. <laughs> yes. Yes, because look at look at what CD Projekt Red does, right? Like yeah, Warner exactly, Brothers exactly. publishes the game in some regions, in the and then yeah. and yeah, Bandai yeah. Namco could publish it in another region. Mm, interesting. Okay, uh, Blue, please. What do, what do you think? Yeah, uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting thought process. Um, it would be, I, I think the problem would be that it, is that an adjunct to a a divesture like is it is it is the end result similar to a divesture presuming the cma that's the kind of end result they want or something like that i don't know if it is i mean on on the one that you were saying mother one i don't know who the analyst is um but i think the difficulty with that kind of suggestion is that it doesn't matter in a structure, like say in Microsoft's own structure, where they put it, if they set up a new subsidiary and then they put Activision Blizzard underneath that, the ultimate beneficial owner is exactly the same. It's still a Microsoft holding company, mm-hmm. therefore they can still they can still drive any decisions straight through the you know the the holding structure pyramid basically. So that wouldn't really do anything because you it doesn't it, okay. you know it's still Microsoft's. You could, I guess, in theory, because I was thinking about this earlier, I was like, how would how would you do something like that? And one option is you could maybe um, uh, bestow it uh, on a trustee to hold on trust for you. But the problem is uh, that if you do that, the trust who does the trustee act for? Well, they act in the best in- interest of the beneficiary, and the beneficiary would still be Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So um, they still have a, a way in which to, you know, influence um stuff like that not that i think microsoft would start to engage in input foreclosure or anything like that but the problem is for the cma's purposes when they're analyzing this stuff like they would still think well it makes no difference because ultimately um people are still doing things for microsoft you know microsoft have a final say um so a, quick, the, a quick question luke about that just a little bit a quick question just just a quick aside if yeah. At the end of the day, right? It like like this this idea of a subsidiary being set up just for that purpose for for the UK, yeah. so that it, it would be obscuring Microsoft's controlling interest. If ultimately all they get is the proceeds there from from that, would that be would that meet the requirement, or the proceeds even as, uh, going to Microsoft also adds to why they don't want that? Is, does the ma- money matter, or is it just the influence? it's it's not the money it's the structure because ultimately the 
if you um if you're looking at what the, you know cma's ideal remedy is divesture why is it divesture um or, or prohibition why is it divesture or prohibition that's because if microsoft don't have any control any influence over the asset like they do now right then there's no risk there's no material risk that you know there's a substantial lessening of competition even if i would imagine i'm just speaking for the cma here um but i promise jim ryan's not in my ear but um, <laughs> even even if um even if microsoft were to just have a structure where they would only you know it would be way down the chain and all they would get from this is you know uh, publishing profits and they would have an independent board you know operating beneath uh, the, the holding company but intermediate to you know whatever this new company is that kind of controls activision blizzard etc um it's not it's not adjunct to divestiture it's not the same right because old mm. microsoft could change that any day any day they wanted they could change that so um that that's the problem and that's kind of what some of the problems are with the behavioral remedies like you can put something in place you can put an undertaking or a contract in place but one it's not forever and two you have to build in so many different contingencies to these things so many different outs um you know so many different conditions and termination provisions etc that there is always a possibility that something happens whereby that that kind of thing ends if you get what i mean like that just mm. it ceases to exist and then you're left in a position where obviously for the cma's perspective you know then there's there's all the incentive in the world for microsoft so, to start foreclosing so luke what what's super uh this has never gelled well with me about this entire review process is is it uh is it the best approach for the cma or any other regulator but we're talking about the cma now to approach these markets especially this market as static as to say because call of duty is big now it will be and always will be 10 years, 20 years from now, it will be as big as and as important to the industry as it is today. And so we need to preserve the market as well as the market share. Yeah, um, no, it's a, it's a good question. Um, again, a, a difficult one. Um, I think the, the difficulty a regulator has, and this is not just a CMA, any other competition regulator, is that when they're analyzing you know, it's something going to be bad for competition. They're kind of between two states. So the one, and you'll see this referred to by the CMA, is the counterfactual, which is just what, what exists at the present time. So everything that exists at the moment, including Call of Duty being as big as it is. And then the other one is, okay, what happens if we allow this merger to go through? Um, what regulators have to do in this case, I guess, is they have to assume that Call of Duty will be as big now uh, uh, you know, as big in the future as it is now, or bigger, um, they can't get into the weeds of thinking. Well, maybe in ten years, Call of Duty won't be a giant franchise anymore because they have absolutely no. You know, the CMA. You know, they're not they're not video game industry analysts, right? They don't they don't know. It's the same for any other entertainment product. They don't know where it's going to go. They just have to gaze into the crystal ball with the evidence they have as best as they as they can. And make a make a decision but I, I will say it is you know 
and not just for Call of Duty, any other entertainment product that the CMA have had to consider. Um, it is a kind of a, a flawed approach, you know, because as you say, there could be something in two years' time that just dwarfs Call of Duty. We don't know. Um, but it's Halo the, used the to be the biggest IP in games. It did, yeah. Like, you know, Combat Evolved, Halo 2, like that that was the big one, right? Um, now it's not, you know. Um, so things do change. But I think as well, I think the CMA can be pretty, or any other regulator can be pretty confident about it still being big if only because the amount of resources and uh, ip goodwill that that game has are just far beyond anything in it in its you know genre right first person shooters there isn't i don't think unless someone can point me to something um a first person shooter with that much brand recognition goodwill consistent sales you know sheer workforce and budget dedicated to it year on year out so um yeah, it's it's a, I, I agree it's a it's a flawed rationale, but it's it, it's just a regulator's job, right? It's not it's not <laughs> unique to the CMA. They're all doing the same thing. Well, they're all doing the same thing because Sony told them that. <laughs> so... Well, you know, Jim Ryan can be persuasive with those God of War bundles, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, listen, let, let's bring in Crispy. Crispy, you've been hearing the back and forth. What 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 are your thoughts on this? Because, like I said, uh, this is an unprecedented deal. This is an unprecedented time in the world. Uh, I think that this deal. I, I think is... uh, one bad mother needs to to step out. Oh, okay. Gotta, so let's, yep. Let's, yeah, yeah, I just want to. Get... Uh, I got to take off, you guys, uh, real yep. quick. But I just want to thank Luke. Uh, thank you so much for your insight and no uh, and and uh, you know all your information and coming here to you know uh, it kind of in the middle of I don't know what what. what what is this the middle of <laughs> it's not the easiest messaging to get kind of you know to come to, well, to it's bring five, i mean it's, it's super it's super late where he is because it's five yeah. hours in the uk forward then hour almost uh uh 8 30 so but yeah one, i appreciate one, it man. in the morning yeah appreciate you taking our questions and yeah. uh and uh really do appreciate the insight but uh and boom thanks for inviting me everybody no else problem, friends great to see you, we'll see you uh later, look forward to seeing you again really soon thanks yes. take care take care obm see you later brother all right, so uh, Luke, I mean, uh, so uh, Luke, I, I don't know how. I, again, I know it's it's super super late, but if you got to bounce, just let me know, uh, and uh, we no, would I'm definitely good. okay. Good, good. excellent, yeah, uh, yeah. crispy. Let's get let's get your hot take on this, dude. You, you got a chance to hear everyone's thoughts, theories. What's yours? Do, do you do you do you believe that this deal still gets done simply because of we're in uncharted waters? So, what's weird for me is that. I mean, I, I hear everybody's thoughts, and I'm kind of like, oh, I get that, I get that, I get that. And it's kind of like like these dominoes fall. And everybody's like, you know, sell it or do something drastic. And I say, how about basically saying, okay, we are going to treat COD exactly like Minecraft. Which is what they already said, right? But, okay, you signed the contract saying that. And and it will... I, I'm sorry, because like I was one of those people that's like, none of the Call of Duties ever will ever be on Game Pass. Nothing will ever be on Game Pass from Call of Duty. In that one IP, it will never be right at your fingertips, which that's what I love about Game Pass. And you, you say, 
we are not going to do this because you told us to. And I would do kinda, billboards with that, Crispy. And, I just put and, it on the billboard. They don't want you to have it. Well, and absolutely. You look yeah. at you really look at like Minecraft has has a stipulation in their original contract when they purchased it that it will always be multiplayer. But that doesn't include, you know, freaking legends and all these other things. You know what I mean? They could make those exclusive because technically they are different from the original IP. And, and this is where I think these regulators and everybody else don't know what to do because this is one of the largest purchases that I've ever seen. Okay. The, you know, there are some that are a little bit more, but not a whole lot. You know what I mean? Or mergers. What that, that, I mean, they, they talk like it's a merger, but it's technically not, you know, and, and Lulu, I mean, she's probably leading the whole team now. You know what I mean? Like, like she's the only one that I've seen anything really come out of. Like, she's, yeah, she's certainly tenacious. She, I will say that. Well, I mean, and, and that's the difference. Like, that's where you guys go and say, you know, the UK, Microsoft could be like, you know what? Fine. Don't deal with it. We'll we'll move on. And and everybody's like, well, the contract originally stated. And I go and say, like, dude, they can renegotiate on the contract at any time. And they can completely change it at any time and put it in legal documents. And there's nothing you can do about it. So they could say, you know what, UK, fine, you ain't gonna get Call of Duty anymore. Like yeah. they could do some yeah. wild stuff like that. And yes, Again, it's a scorched they will earth fight uh, it. mentality. But yes, I say do. I say listen. At this point, do it. Dan, well, tell so her. just one thing, and Luke, I know what you're gonna say. It doesn't really work to say that you can just take Call of Duty. If you go against the UK, they may say you can't do business here well, at all. That's Windows. Well, that's, that's why I say, everyone, that is impossible. Because if they did that, they would shut down all commerce in that country. It's not possible. Yeah, it's They've not. They've already admitted that Microsoft <clears throat> is a monopoly with Windows. It is not happening. And so Microsoft they, and doesn't want kind of... Like, like, I don't I know that really Microsoft am... wants them uh, worrying about them being a monopoly because then it, it that's wouldn't, a whole other it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Every international just, business that's in just, the UK it's would, one of those say, weird uh, things. No. It's one of those weird things that we're in the period in a time in Europe. And, and that's, you know, like, I mean, I, I've said a lot, like, I don't hate their takes. I really don't. I feel they're misinformed. And I don't feel like they were attacking what Microsoft does because yeah. I feel like Microsoft has a stability to itself. And and even like the Kotech letter, like you really look at it, like <laughs> kind of sounds like Phil Spencer's talking, bro. Like, like I'm sorry. Like it kind of sounds like Phil was in his ear in some way. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things like Microsoft is an influential company but also, like, as of late, the past, like, 15 years, I'd say, Microsoft ain't a bad company. They own up to their mistakes. They do what they need to do. And they include people. And I think that's important. And I think, you know, we're going through this stretch of them just being like, oh, you know, we have to stop this because it's one of the largest purchases in history. 
You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, do I feel it's, 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 you know, I'm more 75% at this point, the way that was worded. And, and it's one of those things like, you know, Microsoft, they play the game, but there's different leaders there now. And they actually respect us as a community. I have I've had people call me out that are Xbox executives. Okay. And, and that's something that means something to me, but also I know I'm just a little tiny guy. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things like you got to look at it and say, you know, why is Sony complaining so much? Why, why can't they, you know what? Just, you know, COD is always and forever third party and they make the revenue off of it and they do whatever they want with it. You know what? Warzone always started. We already knew that. I, I, I mean, have a on. feeling that if this was the shoe on the other foot, and again, this is just me being a fan and just tired of the, the, the way the street is just made. It used to be two ways and now it's one way. Uh, and I'm referring to if this was Sony, we would never, we, if Sony was the one buying, let's say the shoe was on the other foot. I don't think this is a problem. I don't even think it's a question. I think, I think they passed. Like, okay, no problem. Well, you know why? Because you know, Microsoft's the trillions and they're in the billions. And it's one of those things like, you know, little guy, little guy. I mean, I dude, I, I rooted for I, I've been a Chiefs fan for years. Yes, now we're great. Like, look at all the years before. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like, I look at Microsoft and I'm like, you guys can get your crap together. But, you know, like, I want to see a, a, a Super Bowl ad. You know what I'm saying? For Redfall, or maybe they just throw Starfield in there. Let's go. Yeah, you know what no, I'm saying? Listen, like, just throw Starfield in there. Well, we're, we're, well, we're going to know in a couple of days whether that's a, that's a fact, because it is $7 million for 30 seconds. Uh, but uh, what I want to do is... Yeah, it's not uh, going to be there. I'm just putting my money down on no... Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it is Bethesda, so I, you know, I, we'll see. But, Mag, anything you want to add to the conversation? Because you popped in, but I, I want to get your hot take on it. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm actually, I got everything out of my system pretty quick there. At, uh, while, while actually, while, uh, ironically, while Luke Steele was gone. So my questions were kind of answered by everybody but Luke Steele. So, but uh, no, I, I pretty much, uh, I got everything else. I'm just sort of observing at this point to see what everybody else has got to say. But uh, I pretty much stand firm on what I was saying is that I think a lot of it is just, again, <clears throat> uh, a lot of it is just hearsay and conjecture at this point. And like I said, yeah. we'll see what happens in April. Uh, when they actually, uh, you know, list the uh, list what exactly what's going to happen and the remedies or what they or their findings, I should say, and then I'll take it from there. But until then, I'm going to quietly sit and observe. So yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, Santo, let's get you in on the conversation, brother. Uh, yeah. I mean, anything you want to ask Luke that he's back, no, or more specifically, um, you want to you want to drop your bars here because you did have a lot to say when we were talking early in the oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I honestly think as as with everybody on this on this panel, I think there's a lot of political motivations back and forth. But for the context of this actual conversation, and and I know I've been reading, uh, keeping up with the chat, a lot of hot and heavy conversation going yeah, on in there. Yeah. So many fire. people, by the way, if you're not hitting that like button, please consider doing so. We're, we're breaking records here. Come on. Thank you. Just, just Thank hit that you. like button. But Luke, I would ask you, mm -hmm. and I think you've, you've laid it out before, but I would ask just for you to do it again for our new audience here uh, um, in the States. You know, uh, and, and it's actually really funny when you when you were not when, when you were having your technical issues, we were discussing it in the States. There's it's it's very interesting ju juxtaposition where we know and by and large, even even those in your position uh, on the Uni United States side have, have agreed that if this specific case goes to federal regulators here, federal courts here, 
our court system, uh, our uh, uh, um, uh, regulatory bodies wouldn't have a chance in hell getting that that thing across the line, right? So it's very interesting yeah. how they don't have a chance to get it across the line there. But in the in the the CMA case, you know, it seems like it's open and shut, or presuming that it might be that way, and that there might not be as many recourses, right? In the states, obviously, there is recourse abound, right? Microsoft can take another bite at that apple and, and really like have that conversation with them and, and fight the fight as it were. I guess my question is just to lay it out once once more, what potential re- what potential options in the CMA case uh, for not just Microsoft, but in general, you know, someone, someone, uh, um, uh, a decision is made, what options are available to Microsoft? Uh, is yeah. that it? 100%? We're done? Oh, well, throw your hands in the air? Or are there other <laughs> potential options available to them? Yeah, no, it's 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 a good question. Um, so you're right. Obviously, you know, the, the FTC angle is, um, it's a US angle. It's much more litigious, uh, generally. So uh, the kind of other places do it a little bit differently. But for the CMA, you know, presuming, you know, we get to April, the CMA prohibit it because of whatever reason right let's just assume that happens um then microsoft are in pretty bad like the worst trouble they could be in then because as you've alluded to the kind of appeals process for the cma is is very limited um i've explained it before but you have to appeal to a an independent uh body called the competition appeals tribunal um cat yeah and uh you can only appeal um on the basis of something in the uk called a judicial review standard um which is a really high bar essentially to be able to appeal uh and prove something um and the the biggest hurdle in that appeal really for any not just microsoft but anybody who wants to do this with a cma is that you can't appeal their substantive decision making right you can't say that well you came to this conclusion but that was wrong because we think this um that just doesn't fly here um on the ftc side obviously if you get in front of a judge and you present your facts the judge can effectively have a look at it and go uh actually you know what i kind of agree with microsoft right um i don't think the market is x or i don't think you know your conclusions were right um not so here so the the judicial review standard is you have to show essentially that the cma acted irrationally and i know what people are going to say to that and it's be like well of course they're irrational look at look at the things that they're talking about um but it's it's you know the threshold of irrationality is is super high it would be that no other regulator could possibly come to those conclusions which of course the cma are now backed up by because the eu and the ftc have come to adjacent conclusions about the deal not quite the same but very similar um so there's irrationality you could prove or you could try and prove um you can try and prove that the cma acts acted illegally um not going to fly clearly here uh, unless there's something behind the scenes which i don't think there is um or you can try and show that um the cma uh had some procedural impropriety this is the one that usually succeeds the most um it doesn't succeed a lot but it, it can do um which is uh the cma have done something wrong in their kind of you know analysis right like not not substantively but they've done it they've done some procedure wrong you actually had this in the facebook giphy case and there's been others i remember one uh which was um 
a, a UK case uh, for a company called JD Sports, a merger that they had. And uh, it, CMA actually got something wrong because CAT, uh, said that they had failed to take into the consider in consideration the impacts of covid on the merger um so you know they said that that was something the cmo got wrong and the, similarly in the facebook uh giphy case um they also got something wrong but the problem with it is that even if they get something wrong all that happens is that cat remit the case back to the cma so the cma take another look at it and all the cma have to do is to kind of redo the bit that they got wrong if it's procedural right so if they forgot to take into account the impact of covid they just look at the impact of covid they analyze it and then they make a decision so usually you get this sort of cycle where you know the cat remits something cma reconsider it but the cma arrive at exactly the same conclusion so um seems probably like a bit cat but... ch chasing their tail it, it seems to me yeah. like the wackiest <laughs> way to do business I, it's I, I, not the, unlike the the FTC appealing to themselves. I just yeah. I, go ahead, Luke. I, I no, no. I was just going to say I, I understand that sounds a bit wacky. To some extent, it is. But what you have to remember is the purpose of regulatory bodies like this are to be as kind of independent as possible, whilst also being highly authoritative. Because you don't want to, like, no, no offense in this regard, but like the FTC see, process seems more wacky to me because you have, you know, the DOJ, the FTC, who are supposed to regulate competition. They're supposed to be the arbiters of this, but yet you can take the, you, if you've got enough money, you can drag them all the way to court and just try and get them to lose on, on no other basis than you disagree. So in the UK, where you have regulatory bodies, you do have uh, appeals you know, bodies that sit adjacent to them. But the idea is that you can't just be questioning everything that they do all the time, because, you know, otherwise, what's the point of having the body? And I know then people talk about rule of law and all of this sort of stuff. But it's, yeah, I, I get that some people find that wacky, but maybe that's that's kind of why it is in the UK. It's just how it's always been. Same as the EU, actually. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, this is all opinions, folks. Whether you agree, you disagree, you're somewhere in the middle. I think we did a bang-up job uh, discussing a very, very hot topic. Uh, I, I know that people in the chat are asking who Lulu is. Lulu Chang, if you don't know who she is, you should follow her on Twitter. Uh, she gets out there, and she, she works for Activision Blizzard. Uh, and I'll give you her exact title. Uh, she is the EVP of Corporate Affairs and CCO of Activision Blizzard. Uh, she gets out there and she, and she slings some rocks. And she did exactly that today when this was announced. And she made it more digestible for folks like myself who don't under... Maybe some of the things that were being said went over my head. So shout out to her for getting out there and being in front of the community and being front-facing uh, and uh, look, she's out there, uh, you know, defending the company she works for, Activision Blizzard, um, and uh, she's been doing a good job at that. I, I think ultimately, you don't put into writing that there are remedies that they are willing to accept if you don't have, if you're not going to accept the remedies. I, I don't. I again, if you're not going to consider the remedies, yeah. I, right. I, 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 I look like I said, I specifically asked Luke here because he is a paraprofessional this is what he does for a living and he knows his stuff you don't have to agree with him you might disagree nine out of the ten words that come out of his mouth and that is okay all i can say for this particular deal is that 
It is it, it is the biggest deal. We we all have said that already. We are in uncharted waters. I think there's going to be things done to get the deal through that may be considered un, you know unscrupulous. Like you, you you I can't believe they did this. Well, you know, I can't believe what Microsoft offered up. I, I think this is a win-win for everybody, especially if Call of Duty stays everywhere. There is there is no threat if Call of Duty stays everywhere and it goes to places where it's never been before, i.e. Nintendo, right? So, I mean, look, uh, let me just catch up on the last Super Chats. We'll get everyone's final words, and then we'll start doing, uh, you know, the round robin and get everybody out of here. Danny Passion Official dropped a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, here's my take. If the deal gets blocked and uh, and five to ten years from now, Call of Duty isn't a thing anymore, I would laugh so hard. I still, I'm still confident that it will go through. Uh, Moneybag97 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Selling Call of Duty IP, taking all the studios and making your own Call of Duty spin will hurt Sony, potentially. Uh, 99 Rookin drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Sell the Call of, Call of Duty IP to EA and still get it on Game Pass. That would be funny. Um, Eternal Shaddai drops a very, oh, who's been a channel member for nine months, says, uh, I believe that the CMA and Sony are concerned about a uh, uh, concern is about due to each game having power over each individual platform. Wow. For, uh, for PC call of duty for console candy crush for mobile. I mean, there could be something, there could be something there, but I, I think the big play here is, I mean, call of duty is to play uh, pixel. Wow. Does not have that many players, not anywhere near like a PUBG or a, yeah, you know, yeah definitely or, not getting a lot of new players. Yeah, it's yes, just not, no, no, it's, it's, not it's yeah, it's, it's it's big, but it's not as big as you think. And Candy Crush makes more money than Call of Duty, and that's a mobile game. So there's that. Uh, Pixelbit G drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says, "Could Microsoft sell Call of Duty to 2K, then license it back exclusively? It would be independent. What's CMA's recourse then?" That's interesting. Sell to EA, let them kill Battlefield, let Vin Zempella take over Call of Duty, and uh, well, there you but go. The, the problem, the problem there would be you'd have to set that up beforehand, and that'd be an illegal conversation to have. No, you'd have you to have it. Do well, it they, after, you, the yeah, fact. you'd have to do it after after the fact. You would yeah. have to do it for sure. Yeah, that'd be inside trading. So kind of well, okay. When when you come to me, I I do have an answer why I do not think that Microsoft will go for divestiture, and I'm going to explain something to everybody. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that I actually had cooperated uh, earlier today. Okay, awesome. Hint, hint, uh, we'll hint, go to wait. you first. Uh, Jerome TJ drops not one, but two do- uh, two super chats. The first one of $2. He says, hello, guys. Well, hello, Jerome TJ. And the second one says, I say make only call- uh, make make I say make only Call of Duty on PlayStation forever. Just shut up and have all the games on Game Pass. Yeah, I, I don't so, think so that. I mean, that's what Sony would like. Lamb. So, so, so yeah, they so make Sony the game like that. Just, sure. for, just for Call of Duty, just for yeah. PlayStation. And then shut them up. They go off. They make their money. And then Game Pass gets everything else. What a what a thought. Scorched Earth, right? Moneybags <laughs> ninety seven drops uh, two additional five dollars and says CMA will pass deal. People forget MS invests billions in their cloud stock exchange and also helps them. I mean that that's a possibility, but you know we're, we're going to see Moneybags is uh, just an additional five dollars and says ponies always support the devs. But don't want the deal. But, but devs do want it to help devs save jobs and men, and their mental health. I mean that that's that's for sure. 
Uh, Brett Bingham drops a very generous additional $5 super chat. And Satya uh, to CMA, would it be a shame if someone were to stop technically support, uh, technical support for the UK? <laughs> I love it. Listen, <laughs> um, other one, we'll go to you first, brother. Sell your brand. But before you do, give us your, uh, your, your breakdown. So here's the thing, why I think that divestiture is such a hard pill to swallow. And I know they said, you know, we want this for PC, we want it for mobile, Candy Crush and all that. But I think the reason a company like Microsoft um, spends $70 billion on an Activision, and this is $70 billion in cash, and it is more than they have ever spent on anything, including their second highest purchase, which is LinkedIn. So it is over double what they paid for LinkedIn. Right. The reason for that is data. Activision, a lot of people don't know this, Activision has, um, they have their own ad business, right? That's what you do when you have access to 400 million monthly active users, right? That's your Candy Crush data, your your COD mobile data, your 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 uh, Overwatch data, all that, right? Your Diablo data. So 400 million monthly active users. We may also know that uh, Microsoft a few months ago finalized their acquisition of the Xander business from AT and T. What Xander oh, specializes in is CTT, ahead, sorry, uh -huh. OTT CTV ads, which is uh, over the top and connected television ads. Yep. That's your Apple TVs, your Roku's, your Fire Sticks, and wait for it, consoles. So when you're mm -hmm. watching Hulu or you're watching any uh, video app on your TV and you get those ads, um, that's what Xander specializes in, and, and they are close to number one in that market. Not OPP fizzle. That's something else. OTT <laughs> over the top. Um, but um, so Microsoft wants to grow their ad business. And the way you grow that ad business is with first party data. This is so people want to buy ads through your Xander service and you can target that people. You can target those people that you have data on. So if boom, if you were, you know, looking at a new Tesla. Uh, you're just going to see a, a Tesla ad on your, even though Tesla doesn't advertise, but you know what I'm saying. So the yeah, point is, yeah. Facebook and um, and Google, Google does play in the space, but Facebook, uh, they, they don't play in the, in the CTV um, space like you would think. So um, Microsoft sees a place where they can enter the ad market because right now, their ad business is really from Bing, which is about an $8 billion a year business. That may sound like a lot, but Google's uh, search uh, revenue is $149 billion. So you see that, yes, combining Xbox and Activision puts uh, the gaming division as bigger than Windows, so it would be $24, $25 billion a year. But the upside on advertising, which is all going to be about the data that you have, is where you can make the real money and laugh at that gaming money. And that is why Microsoft spends this kind of money. And if you get rid of COD, you lose a large portion of that data. And now the, you don't no, have the synergies no, no. that you would normally have. Everborn, isn't that also the reason why they could and potentially would make all of Call of Duty a sacrificial lamb if you wanted? Because they'll still get all that data, even if it's all exactly, exactly. And the hilarious thing is, 
No one is talking about that. Not one regulator, not one uh, so-called journalist. No one has said anything about the data. And that is where it all comes from because they are trying to jump into that, that advertising space. So don't let all this other stuff fool you. The deal is for that. That is why Microsoft uh, makes that deal. And then the last piece of this puzzle, you may say, okay, well, all right, they have the Xander platform now, ad platform. They would have this data. Where do they serve that ads? In the Netflix deal they just did. And yep. it is not a coincidence that the Netflix deal was announced so close to the closing of the Xander deal. And the reason you may wonder, well, why didn't Google get the Netflix ad business? Because they're not strong in OTV, OTT ads. And also Google has the YouTube TV. So that is considered as a competitor to Netflix. So Microsoft was uniquely positioned to uh, get the Netflix business, have the ad business, and you add the Call of Duty first party data to your ad business, and there you go. Your so money. keep that in mind, and that's why they won't uh, spin out. Yeah, they need they need the the numbers. They need the people. That's why everybody's like, oh, they have to keep it exclusive. They kind of don't because they make more money if they don't, and that's because of the ads in addition to the sales. You know. Yeah, yes, which again, absolutely. there is there is a world where the regulators look at it and they see that uh, you you know you're offering this this ten year deal, and they will have people to regulate that ten year deal. Uh, and they'll, they'll they'll Microsoft is going to do whatever they need to do outside of getting rid of Call of Duty uh, to uh, to get this deal done. We will see by April what the findings are. Uh, you know, again, the, the way that Microsoft has responded today seems to suggest to me yeah, that's to me, and I could be wrong that they understand that they are and they're currently talking with the CMA uh, to get this deal done. And I think ultimately it's going to benefit everyone involved. CMA, Microsoft, and more importantly, us, the consumer, and and in and, and that region of the world, the UK consumers. But Mag, I know you got to go, brother. Sell your brand. Let's get you out of here. Yes. Well, yeah. You know what? It was an informative show once again with Luke Steele here, and of course, uh, Everborn and Kiyosante and Hargeet, Crispy Bomb, and yourself, of course, and what a, and and a record breaking chat tonight. So it was absolutely wonderful. I I'm sure we're gonna revisit this in about yep. uh, seven weeks from now or yep. eight weeks, whatever it is, and then oh, uh, we're gonna have next week. <laughs> That'll be oh, something okay. next week. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? It's always on a Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> yep. But uh, anyways, it was an absolute pleasure, guys. Everybody, you all know where to find me, and you all know where you're gonna find me here again here next week. And also, uh, just a little tidbit of information. I do have one hell of an announcement coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, oh, nice. Weeks. Looking forward Ooh. to that. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something substantial. But I will say nothing until that is all said <laughs> and done. Just a, the, just a little teaser for everybody. But anyways, nice. everybody, have yourself a wonderful evening. Have a great night. We'll see you guys all next week. Take care, Ooh, brother. We'll see you real later. Real quick, there are two Super Chats. One that was missed and one that was extra just added at the bottom. I ah, just put it in okay. the DMs. Yes. Uh, let, me, let me get to... Okay, so hold on. Let me get to the brand and let me bring up the sick... There we go. Let me get to the private chat. Uh, we also have... Uh, okay, Highlander 001 drops a very generous additional $5 Super Chat and says, uh, Bobby Kotex said on CNBC that Sony has not answered or returned any of his calls. That is a That is very telling to me. Yeah, Sony's just dirty like that, you know, and that's why they're trying to hold up the FTC and Microsoft subpoena because they want data, uh, which is, again, their Achilles heel of 12 years of deals uh, that include the past, present, and current future deals. Uh, and and what really does uh, is, is it, listen, as gamers, we understand that 
for Sony, the pinnacle aspect of their entire business model is keeping content off of Xbox. That is a freaking fact. You don't even have to be uh, have half a brain to Google that, and you can see how dominant they have been. Simply, it has it is way more than their first party games being phenomenal. Okay, it is about keeping content off of their competition. That is a fact. The CMA knows that. The FTC knows that. The EU Commission knows that. It's a fact. Um, but one, two, three, four, nine, eight, seven, six. What a what a what, what a tag name. Drops a very generous five dollars super chat. I thought says, it said eight seven six five three oh nine. Oh, that no, see now you 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 have to be an eighties kid to know exactly what he's talking about, and they're only old only only old us bastards know about that. Uh he says uh if they want Call of Duty to be sold off then Sony should not be allowed to buy it or have any marketing deals with it as well. Fair is fair. I mean, that's that's something to be said about that. I mean, why give the market leader the number one selling game, allow them to buy it, which I don't think they would. Because they just allowed them to buy the number two selling first-person shooter, but no one, nobody complained about that. $3.6 billion went through as quickly as I tie and lease up my left shoe. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Uh, But, you know... Uh, Kay Sante, sell your brand. You're going to have a big show this Saturday. Talk about it. Yeah, you know, we, we, we're going to be back at it. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about the news. Uh, did anybody hear that, that Nintendo had a 45-minute Nintendo Direct today? Yeah. A couple of big ones. Like yeah, a couple of big ones. Yes, uh, I, for one, am enjoying Tetris on my abacus. Uh, I will not be enjoying the fact they expect me to pay $70 for games on my abacus. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, my abacus. Anyway... So catch us on but the Game Circle Podcast. Uh, I, I don't know about me paying. I know you will pay it, Mr. Mr. Zelda Apologist, <laughs> but we're going to talk about that on Saturday on Charge the Game Circle more. Podcast. Oh, oh, you'll be wearing that shirt, sir. I want to see you wearing that shirt. And yes, we will we'll ridicule Everborn Saga for having a better camera than me. Uh, we'll, we'll do all of that <laughs> this Saturday. Yeah, the man's got a good camera. We, you know, it's top notch, sir. Yes. Uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're actually gonna even have like we're gonna we're gonna get messy because we're having like like Xbox like like console warriors in the house. We're gonna have Dirk Grigg. He's he's self-confessed. He's like, I'm here for the slander. So it'll be a fun show. We're gonna have conversations. You can't put me in the same room with Dirk or or King. (laughs) Or maybe maybe he'll just be sad because you know the deal and all of that. Who knows how it'll go? But we expect to have a very good, very fun show this Saturday. So come check us out. Uh, TK Osante on all the places you want to find me, including that place that pretty much kind of feels broken so i guess find me on the discord because we do have twitter's back up it's working yeah for now in the next five minutes gonna go down again probably yeah (laughs) you know uh well folks we should all think about a plan b because these are the end of days for twitter just so it seems i'm sorry yeah they're giving they're giving us a little hint by turning it off just real quick and going this is why you should depend on us you need a plan b don't use it. Go yeah, 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 get off. Get we have reverted uh, back to email. Without the stupidity Getting back to, That's what I had to do. I had to do the old-fashioned way. Get Listen, back let's to get snail Luke mail Steele. and email. Absolutely. Let's yes. get Luke Steele out of here. It's super late where he is. Luke, sell your brand, brother. Where can people find you on other shows and, more importantly, reach out to you on a potential working social media such as Twitter? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, no, uh, it's been great to be here. And yeah, great it's panel. great to have you. Great, thank you. Great, great chat as always. So always happy. And, and you know, we didn't even uh, <laughs> we planned this about you know something else. So it's just again coincidental that the CMA uh, came out. I think the last time I was on, deliver. 
Yeah, I think the last time I was on, actually, the FTC blocking news broke yes, yeah, while yeah, we were yeah, on. So, in December, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just I have, I, have, I have a way with these things. But yeah, thank you for having <laughs> me on. Um, yeah, so you can find me at LukeSteel90 on uh, Twitter and um, other shows. I'll, I'll pop up randomly, um, but the one that I'm on fairly consistently um, is the uh, the Indie Gamer podcast, which is on the Indie Gamer channel on YouTube, uh, which is uh, unsurprisingly dedicated show, to guys. indie you guys games. You should do more of yeah. that. You should do yeah. more of that. You and the Indie Gamer, y'all do a great show. You should do more of that. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Yes. So so, so find us there, uh, but I will warn you that I will not be talking about anything legal uh, on that show. Thankfully, Yeah, always happy to come here and talk about it, though, because it's great. It's great fun. Uh, so thank you very much for having me. Thanks, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Hargeet Chani, sell your brand, brother. Talk about yeah. game on daily. We know that uh, Gaz, unfortunately, left uh, the show That's with it, yeah. a Colt Eastwood because obviously the time frame was an issue, especially because he's in the UK. But that means that we're getting more source videos. And if it, anything is uh, similar to what we got last time, I'm all for Man. it. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, uh, so gameondaily.com. Uh, and uh, youtube.com slash game on daily. Uh, we have our go live every uh, Saturday at four. Um, I actually had more questions to, for, for Luke, but I guess we'll, we'll try to do something later at some point to <laughs> ask him. Yeah, by all, by all means, send me an email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, the Nintendo Direct, cool stuff happening there. Uh, you know, some, some drops today, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, the Tears of the Kingdom still looks good. Oh, it uh, absolutely looks fantastic, dude. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, catch me here uh, at, on Wednesdays at 7 Eastern. And then I seem to be on uh, on RDX all the time, too. So <laughs> that's Tuesdays at 8 uh, Dealers uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So uh, <laughs> so check me out there. Uh, H. Chani on, uh, on Xbox. Uh, brother, play Hogwarts just... Legacy. Get yes, it. absolutely. Already, Listen, I, I got I got <laughs> news for you. I, I'm staying up past midnight because all I've been thinking about is that effing game the whole time I was on this show. I was like, man, I wish I could do two things at once. I can't because I'm the host. Mrs. Game so good. Really uh, mad at you right hey, now, hey, boom. Tell. Let me do a quick outro real quick because yeah, I want to yeah, let everybody know we still have some bundles left uh -oh. of the Everborn saga. So uh we sold out in like two days, and then I did another bulk order. And those are, we still have a few left. So I do want, want to let everyone know if you want to get caught up to date on the Everborn Saga, go to everbornsaga.com. You can get every book that we have ever uh, published, all for uh, $49.99. That's like a, a $20 uh, savings. Um, and uh, no all time. the books come signed. Um, and I promise you, it's going to be some of the best quality stuff you 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 you've mm. picked up. There's no hentai. I'm sorry, Gad, <laughs> uh, but it is uh, um, Western oh, fantasy good. style storytelling uh, mixed with uh, sort of manga style art. So if you're into those things, check it out. It's uh, three soon to be four interconnected series, all telling um, a different part of the same story. Asked is it is it shipping in australia sir i ship to anywhere in the world but but you pay for shipping so i recommend you order all we have all our books on amazon and that works with your prime uh shipping it's yes. a little cheaper if you order it for me if you're in the states but if you're if you're outside of the states we recommend amazon it's just it won't come signed um and you know amazon prints those books we we have our own printer for the local us stuff so um 
check it out. Just go to everbornsaga.com. Just look at it. I promise you the art alone will sell you. Uh, yeah, check it out. Everbornsaga.com. Yeah. Click on any one of the books, scroll down. You'll see the package laid out right there for you. We still have a few bundles left. Nice. And Crispy Bomb, sell your brand, brother. Tomorrow night, you're going to be talking about this, I'd imagine. Uh, where can people find you discussing the hot breaking news? And sorry about all of the uh, the talk on Hogwarts that we might force you into buying that game. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's one of those things like I, I look at this whole scenario and, you know, I follow a lot of people and sometimes I probably question myself, like, should I follow that person? But I do anyway, because they don't personally attack me. And I go look at it and I say, why are you attacking this person? Because they're playing a damn game. That's that's my first thought process. Like, why, why are you losing your mind because someone else is having enjoyment in a game that has nothing to do with the person you don't like? It just doesn't. Like, stop it. And, yeah, I, I might buy it. And, um, yeah, it's at Chris Bob on Twitter if it works, I guess. I mean, It's working now. It's still working, folks. It's still okay. Working. So, at, at Chris Bob on Twitter, Chris Bob 28 Xbox Live. Find me tomorrow night, 8 p.m., hopefully, on the next podcast. Don't really know, but that's kind of a little dig. But, you know, <laughs> got, a, got a little brotherly love there. And uh, we got Retro Renegade, 7 p.m. Tuesday night. And, of course, back here on Primetime Gaming Wednesday. And, hey, you never know. I show up on, you know, freaking Friday Friday morning. Friday, yeah, sometimes you're on breakfast at boom. Sometimes you're on. Yeah, you're here, there, and everywhere, and we love you yeah. for it, brother. Yeah. See you then. Um, all right, brother. Thanks so much. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for the record breaking. We topped out at six hundred and uh, seven hundred and fifty-three live viewers. That is a record for this small program. Thank you so much. If you're new, please consider subscribing. Uh, hitting the like button would be extremely helpful as well. A big shout out to all of the chat. Uh, Lethal Papa, one of the main moderators that we have, walking silently and carrying a big band stick. It's because he's here that uh, he's out there in, in on these YouTube streets, uh, keeping it safe and fun because that's what this chat is all about. And I thank you again to all the super chats that come in. Like I've said before, those allow for Mrs. Boomstick and I to do the big giveaways last year. Uh, we did unprecedented giveaways. We've never done as many as we did last year. We gave away $3,500 worth of, of of gift cards. And when we couldn't get you the gift card for your said platform, we sent it to you via PayPal and even paid the transfer fee. And that's not a part of the 3500 that we gave away because we want to give back to as many people uh, as we can because you've done, done so much for us. And those Super Chats help out in a big way. And they do fund the big giveaways. And I will close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. (laughs) 